Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. Ty? Hi. Ty? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. He's a cool cat, man. Superstitious bears. Superstitious bears. I got a little taco meat on my chest. I grabbed a handful of lunch meat and shoved it down my teammate's throat. I'm a former long snapper. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. At the Burlington... uh, I have no idea what the f*** just happened. Did not flub at all. It send it in. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host... Clip Welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios. Coming to you today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927FM.com. And watch the show, be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Want to talk to you today? Let us know what is on your mind as we will talk to a lot of guests on today's show. A lot of different topics, a lot of football talk coming up on today's edition of pirate radio live as we will talk to the big man on campus jeff nadu continue our conference previews today we'll talk a little big 10 football jeff's thoughts on michigan east carolina's opponent week one what does michigan look like as far as winning the big 10 and how about not just that winning the entire thing uh jeff is high on the wolverines this year so we'll talk about ecu's first opponent and more coming up in about 20 minutes or so got ecu's brian Medor joining us coming up at four o'clock we'll talk all things ecu athletics with our buddy Amidor. at 4 30 we got name that sound shirley rhodes for the first time in a few weeks has cooked up a game i guess it'll be chandler and i facing off today so we'll do that in hour two we got ecu hall of famer marcus crandall joining us at five o'clock and we'll continue our ecu opponent previews in the third hour as well with jp heath he is the play-by-play voice of the rice owls so we got all that coming up shirley is here chandler man joey in the house and ellerby is to my left hello jonathan uh would you like to reintroduce me uh survive uh 2023 pirate radio survivor champion jonathan ellerby is here hello, thank, jonathan. thank you clip it's uh good to be here been making a lot of media appearances i know today. you've been busy so uh just glad to, to to come back to the place where it all started just uh, a little over 24 hours ago and uh Glad to be champion of Pirate Radio Survivor. Just, just a great moment in my life. Fantastic. All right, Ellerby, uh, we got a big announcement to make because yes. we got a big party coming up. The Pirate Radio football kickoff party is back. It'll be at the State Theater coming up Thursday, August 31st, 7 o'clock. And we've got a legendary musical act coming. And instead of us talking about it, we're going to talk to one of them right now, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to honor a legend at this year's party. Uh, we've mentioned it uh, earlier this week and before that. That all the ticket proceeds this year will go to the new ECU scholarship uh, honoring Jeff Charles. So certainly a legend that uh, our friend, our colleague, that uh, we're going to help endow a scholarship in his name. And so uh, we wanted to do something big and we wanted to get a legendary band to do it clip. And uh, we're excited today to announce that the legendary chairman of the board will be playing at the State Theater on Thursday, August the 31st, 7 o'clock at the State Theater. Tickets are available right now at our, on our website, pr927fm.com, for only $10. And uh, super pumped to have them here in uh, less than 50 days. And let's not keep our guests dangling on a string. Yes. Uh, let's talk to him right now on the Pirate Radio live line. Joining us, Ken Knox from Chairman of the Board. Ken, thanks so much for your time. How you doing? 
All I have to say is, East Carolina girls are the best in the world. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah, I think we can end the interview right there. We'll see you on August 31st, Ken. <laughs> and, and Google Pirate Radio. <laughs> Ken, uh, man, so excited to have Chairman of the Board coming to the State Theater on Thursday, August 31st. And uh, you're still getting it done out there and, uh, and so many shows, so many fans. And uh, I don't know, do you still get that same rush, Ken, when you, you hit the stage these days like you did uh, way back in the day? Absolutely. It's nothing like it. I mean, we love our fans, uh, and especially ECU fans. You know, we, we started back in, in regards to fan, having fans when we used to play the attic over there mm-hmm. up in Greenville. And we love coming to Greenville. And uh, I do get the same rush, though. That was your question. Yeah, Ken, uh, I mean, there wasn't many times when uh, the chairman of the board was on the marquee at the attic that uh, the Ellerby was not in attendance. It was like just <laughs> you guys were, were, were must-see uh, entertainment when uh, you came through Greenville. Let's let's give everybody a little bit of your background. Because, I mean, you've been doing this for five decades now with the chairman of the board. It's just, just an amazing, just you guys are just, I mean, legendary of, of how many lives and people y'all have entertained for. Tell us how you got started with, with the band. Okay. You're right. Five decades. Wow. So I was actually 21 when I started. And uh, I got started in Detroit uh, with um, Danny Woods. Y'all remember the Funky Chicken guy? Oh, Oh, yeah. I remember Danny. Yeah. Everybody had to do the Funky Chicken (laughs) on stage. But Danny, I was in a a group in Detroit before Chairman of the Board, and Danny came to a club we were appearing in and said, look, I like you. I want you to come audition for the uh, uh, rebirth of chairman of the board and uh, go to the audition. I didn't think I would make it. All my musical heroes were sitting around. There's the Funkadelics. You, you familiar with them? Yes, sir. Yeah. George Clinton. Yep. All right. So that that whole rhythm section sitting there, and I'm saying, I, I know I'm not going to make this. I made it. And that was 50 years ago. <laughs> so it's, it's been a, it's been a treat to uh, keep the legacy going for uh, General Danny and myself. Of course, you know, we lost General in 2013, not 2010, and Danny in 2018. And I promised those guys that I would keep our legacy going. And uh, so far, it's all it's been all good. Well, I think you mentioned it earlier. Uh, of I think the secret to success is like everybody loves the chairman, but I think you guys love the audience more. Y'all, y'all are just great at connecting with 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 your fans. Yes, we always love the audience because hey, we wouldn't we wouldn't have a paycheck if they, <laughs> if they didn't come to see us. And uh, here's something one journalist wrote once: What does Martin Luther King and the chairman of the board have in common? They bring the races together. That is very yeah. true. That is very true. You guys, uh, everybody is is welcome to a chairman party, and uh, everybody's having fun. It does, fun is the currency at a chairman party. Absolutely, you got to have fun. Got to do the funky chicken. That um, you know, memories means everything. You know, we we'll take you back to uh, what you were doing ten years ago, or 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 the music your family, your your parents were playing. Uh, when you were growing up, but fun is the key. 
I was thinking about that earlier. I remember as a, a young child at the Winterful Watermelon Festival down the road here in Chairman of the Board, and then I uh, get into high school, college, and and, and then I can really appreciate uh, what you guys are doing up there and, and having a good time. And really, yeah, you have been the soundtrack to people's lives, uh, Ken. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, man. It's, it's very awesome. It's a great feeling because uh, basically our audience is from 8 to 80. Yeah. You know, when they do do these outdoor shows, the kids come up, we have fun with them and, and their grandparents. Uh, you're right. We, we have been the soundtrack of a lot of uh, families or, or people here in the Carolinas and around the world. You know, we still go to the U.K. every year. Wow. Uh, they love us just as well over there as they do here. But our best fans are right here in the Carolinas. Ken Knox, our special guest today, just announced the chairman of the board will be the entertainment at the Pirate Radio football kickoff party on Thursday, August 31st, 7 o'clock at the State Theater. You can get your tickets now at PR927FM.com. They're only $10, and we're going to donate all that money to the new Jeff Charles Scholarship that uh, has been kicked off. So we're expecting a packed house at the uh, State Theater. Ken, you just mentioned you have uh, you travel still over to, to the U.K. Where, where are so, some of the other places? Places you have uh, been in the uh, 50 years of chairman of the board that uh, have really stood out and been fun for you. Oh wow, we've done. Let me see. We we far as Europe, France. Uh, we had we turned down and I hate to say this uh, back in the day apartheid with South Africa. Huh. They wanted to come over. We we turned it down because of the racial thing that was going on over there. But all across the United States, uh, Germany, uh, uh, one other place, um, I can't think of it right now, but yeah, oh, oh, Spain, been over there, and um, it's been fun. But again, home is always the best place to be. <laughs> You'd rather be in Carolina, I believe, the uh, the song is. <laughs> but, but does the... Hey. Does the how does beach music translate to France and Spain? Are those people having fun just like we do around these parts? What's that? What's that crowd like over there? Well, you know what shagging is over there in, in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they 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 actually tune in to what the jocks are playing over here. I mean, in the UK, they want to hear Carolina Girls. Yeah. I said, you're kidding me. They said, yeah, we know that song. We know that song. And uh, we had to end up doing that a few times over there. Um, France, they love the dance, disco-ish kind of songs that, that we might do, like Pay to the Piper and stuff like that. Um, Germany, all in for, for whatever. But uh, I awesome. see there's nothing like live music and from the people who created the music. Ken, uh, so many songs you guys have performed, written, and uh, just, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, when you hear one, it, 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 you can take it, take yourself to a place where you were. Is, it, is there a song or a moment that really stands out in your mind of uh, where y'all were performing that, that stands out above any other? Yes, and there has to be patches. <laughs> and everybody, no matter where we perform it, then and now, it, it still brings a tear to uh, people's eyes. But uh, Patches is the song, you know. That's It's a sad song, but it's a it's a great song. General General was a genius. You know, Gen, General won a Grammy for Patches because he wrote it. 
And uh, I, I just say, you know, I miss those guys. And Danny being the funky chicken man, I mean, so full of energy. Uh, I'm just blessed to be able to continue the legacy. Man, General uh, put his heart and soul every time he sung that song. It was awesome to awesome to witness. Uh, Ken, this is this is a sports talk program. Usually, we're talking music today, but just curious: do you, were you uh, an athlete at all? Did you play any sports? Do you follow teams or anything? You got any interest in sports at all? Heck yeah! Listen, if I wasn't a musician, I wanted to play left field for the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> I'm a baseball man, <laughs> man. I, I, Sun up, sun down. I was on that field. I was a great catcher. I could run the bases, but my arm was weak. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I heard you talking about Michigan earlier. Uh, yeah, I follow all my my my, Mich- my Michigan uh, teams: Detroit. Uh, I mean, uh, Tigers, Pistons. Yeah. Uh, re- lines, lines, looking pretty good these days compared to the past. Oh yeah, yeah, they have. They picked it up. The, the uh, Pirates are going up to Michigan that first weekend. You know, you guys are playing at the party on August 31st, and uh, we're going to send the Pirate Nation off that weekend to go up, and they're playing in the big house wow. against the Michigan Wolverines that Saturday to open up the season. So uh, it's going to be going to be a tough game for the Pirates when they when they kick off the season, but we're going to have a great time kicking off the football season with you guys that Thursday night. Awesome. Hey, we can't wait. And we like to send everybody off, you know, in spirit. You know, hey, let's do this. Even though you're playing my team, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna need to work on you saying "Go Pirates" that night, not not uh, go blue. <laughs> yeah, no, no no go blue that night. Okay, wear, wear some purple and gold when you when you plan to stop by the uh, Greenville that weekend when you're in town that Thursday and Friday at least. Seriously, I'm all for ECU and and the purple and gold, right? Yes, sir. Purple and gold or purple and yellow? Yeah, purple and gold. You got it. Have you ever sang the national anthem? You said uh, you'd be playing sports if you weren't a musician. Have you ever? Have you guys ever done the national anthem or done anything at sporting once. events before? Yep, once. Uh, plus, well, when we played the halftime show for the um, Carolina Panthers, uh, oh, cool. uh, we did the halftime show a few years ago in front of about eighty thousand people. It was crazy. Awesome. <laughs> Well, Ken, uh, we were glad. Appreciate your time today. We're, we're super excited to uh, have you down here in less than 50 days. It's hard to believe, but uh, we'll be at the oh, State man. Theater. And uh, August 31st, uh, the legendary chairman of the board. Uh, anything uh, that we should know about uh, that evening, that performance, uh, before before we let you go? Be ready to hear all all the classics and maybe some, some fresher things, but... It's all going to be a party, and that's what it's about. And also to support, this is support uh, someone, right? Yes, uh, the the voice of the pirates, Jeff Charles. He passed away in February, and uh, East Carolina has launched a uh, new scholarship to uh, honor him at the ECU School of Communication. And uh, we're going to donate all the ticket sales, only $10 to get into the door that night, but we're going to donate all that money to that scholarship fund. So uh, he was a legend here, was the voice of the Pirates for 35 years. Of course, you guys are a legend for over five decades, and uh, it's just going to be a fun way to kick off the football season. And as you said, uh, bring everybody together. It doesn't matter how you got to be at least 21 or older to come to this party, but uh, doesn't matter who you are. You, as long as you're 21 or older, come on out. And uh, I know you guys are going to show them a great time. Yep. We're ready to rock. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate it. Can't wait to see you. If everybody listening, go ahead and get your tickets. August 31st, chairman of the board will be in the house. 
There you go. East Carolina girls, best in the world, right? <laughs> yeah, did he go? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ken. All right, thanks, guys. Man, that's awesome. Talking to Ken Knox, chairman of the board. Been a fan just about my entire life, Ellerby, and uh, looking forward to seeing him right down the street here at the State Theater coming up August the 31st at the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party kicking off the season uh, with the chairman of the board. Yeah, thanks to uh, Carolina Eagle Distributing, our uh, proud uh, title sponsor again for this uh, party. Uh, this, I believe, is the 12th year we've done the party. We did it for a decade, and then COVID uh, bumped us off for a couple years, and we brought it back last year. We had a uh, tremendous crowd. A, a lot of great people showed up at the State Theater. We kicked off the football season uh, that Thursday night. We're going to do it again this year, Thursday, August 31st. We're going to have a lot of pirate beverages from our friends at Carolina Eagle Distributing. Also, a lot of other great sponsors like Dirty Dan's, Delcor, Orthopedics East, Tiebreakers, Greenville Utilities, Town Insurance, UBE, Ron Ayers Motorsports, and uh, Wilson Jones Griffin CPA. So, a lot, a lot of other people have helped put this on, but uh, $10 tickets and uh, that money, 100% going uh, straight to uh, the new scholarship for The Voice. So, I'm excited. Uh, we, we've been talking about the uh, entertainment uh, ideas, who to bring in, and uh, I think uh, once chairman of the board was kind of brought up and uh, that just kept being pushed to the top of the list and uh, excited that we were able to connect with Ken and uh, just so many great songs. I mean, you just Google Google them up and see the list and start clicking on it. And uh, I think it's going to be an exciting night with, with a, just a great way to get together before folks either go out to Michigan or get ready for that noon kickoff that Saturday clip, Brock. LRB, uh, before we let you get out of here and take our first break, uh, we do have some East Carolina athletics news today, and it regards AMAC, Alec Makarevich, who is hitting the transfer portal. And when I first heard that, you had my own opinion or conjecture on maybe what transpired, what happened, why, why it happened, and I uh, reached out to some folks and, uh, you know, people that are in the know and uh it was the opposite of what i originally thought i'll say that i thought it might have been more of a mutual thing uh but this is uh an amac decision from what i was told and uh he decided that he would like to move on and and play elsewhere and uh and and that's his call and he made the call so a a bit surprising to hear a guy that's been in the lineup been the the everyday third baseman for east carolina now for multiple seasons uh that he's ready to try to take his talents elsewhere and uh, will not be wearing the 99 in the purple and gold next season yeah i mean that's the thing with the transfer portal now there are options there are choices and uh, hey look it can be a mutual decision it can be a one-way decision but uh life's full of choices and decisions and uh it's one that he felt that he could uh, i guess have better opportunities if uh he wasn't wearing the purple and gold with uh, east carolina on the front so uh wish him luck he did play a lot of baseball the last few years for east carolina so it's just one of those things, uh, you know, that things are constantly evolving, changing, and uh, AMAC will not be in a pirate uniform next year. But hey, look, there's certainly a lot of opportunity for someone else to step up in the in the lineup, Clip Rock. Yeah, and there would have to be some deletions uh, for this roster to, you know, completely fill out for the 2024 20, season. 
uh but uh amac uh that, that's a that's a bit of a surprise i think to uh the folks over there at ecu will not be a uh, part of the team moving forward but uh, a lot of a lot of newcomers coming in a lot of guys ready to step up and you know east carolina i don't think we'll we'll miss too much of a beat here with this news today and i think it might have been less of a surprise if he would announced and maybe it'll come out later today that he was that he's already found a landing spot you know usually sometimes when it's like hey i'm leaving x but or or he's already he's not entered the portal that he he kind of silently entered the portal and has yeah. landed landed somewhere else but uh so uh it'll be something uh, we'll keep an eye on you can certainly follow us on our social media for all the latest news but uh yeah certainly a little bit of a surprise but i, I think in today's age you you can't be surprised yeah. at, at at any any changes in your college athletic program yeah I, I my biggest surprise i guess was just that from what i understand it was completely his call and right and he decided that uh he he would be better fit elsewhere because uh, you gotta think you, you got a pretty good situation here at east carolina but maybe he thinks he can improve his situation i don't know look uh i've lived life pretty long enough to to see people make decisions and uh, i've had people that have made family decisions to leave their spouse and other stuff that is a completely surprise sometime too sure. so i mean sometimes you never know who other people are talking to yeah and uh, sometimes they think they get better information or they and look and it may work out who knows i mean Troy D what, talked about the bbd the bigger better deal maybe you got a bigger yeah, better deal <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean you never know i mean as i said there's opportunities there's choices there's decisions there's that's what life is all about and uh you know, we'll just sit and watch and see how it all plays out. I mean, certainly wish him the best unless he's playing East Carolina. And certainly, as I said, if you're on the East Carolina baseball team right now, if you're coming in, you're like, wow. I mean, what an opportunity. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's a starting position available. So uh, if you wanted to play baseball at East Carolina and on the team or coming in, then uh, certainly a great opportunity for you to uh, step up and uh, get some reps and prove that uh, you can be a player for the Pirates. All right, uh, we'll need a new third baseman uh, next season for ECU baseball. We'll need a new quarterback this season uh, with Holton Naylor's out, Mason Garcia, Alex Flynn battling for that spot. We uh, saw Holton Naylor's earlier today, Ellerby, and recorded a quick um, little three, four-minute chat with him that we'll have out on our social media. But Holton's doing well, getting ready to head back to Seattle for training camp starting in uh, just over a week. Yeah, uh, good to see Holton today, and uh, look forward. We'll have that on our social media, but uh, he he was very energetic, looking good. Uh, seems like he's enjoying his time out in Seattle. Uh, preseason football right around the corner, yeah. Club Rock. Yeah, sounds like uh, you know as we expect, he's going to get a lot. He's one of those players that's going to get a lot of reps. He and, said today he's ready for preseason games. He's yeah, ready to play, and I, I think the same is going to be the case for Keaton Mitchell and uh, Ryan Jones, yeah. Isaiah. Winstead. Yeah, yeah, all the guys. I mean, that's what preseason season football about is is all about if you're not one of the guys that's one of the really starting 22 you know you you know you're going to get a lot of reps in the preseason that's when it's going to be your your time to shine and credit to this program putting these guys and credit to them of course but putting these guys in the nfl and and ellerby for the first time in a while i'll be really interested in uh preseason football yeah uh, these guys. it's gonna make me google up the, sorry uh, ellerby i got a bigger better deal troy <laughs> d actually just walked in <laughs> he just walked in <laughs> but no i'm uh, looking Good. forward to some uh preseason football yeah it's gonna make me uh google up the uh, seattle seahawks uh, schedule yeah. and uh see when they're playing if that mean any national games uh that they're going to be on and usually the preseason games are pretty accessible between the nfl, NFL network, network thursday night football and, and other things so uh absolutely 
uh, definitely be checking out when uh, the Seahawks are playing. Obviously, the Ravens. Um, it seems like they usually play the Panthers in a preseason game. They play Washington a lot, too. Yeah, so, so they, they keep it's amazing the NFL really keeps it very regional when it comes to preseason games. So, uh, definitely, uh, how many days till we have football again, Clip? I'll put it to you like this, LRB. No, there's no football on TV tonight. None there's, tonight. There's no football on TV next Thursday. Okay. There's no football on TV the following Thursday. But the Thursday after that, there will be a football game on, and there will be a football game on TV every week until February. So not tonight, not next Thursday, not the following Thursday, but we are close. When there's a Thursday that starts in the month of August correct, is when we'll have football. Correct. And then the last Thursday in the month of August, you know what's going to happen, Clip Brock? I'm going to be listening to chairman of the board. Yes. You will not be watching football. We'll have TVs on in there. Well, but you're going to be... I, why not both? Because I want you dancing up front. Dude. I can dance and I'll, watch football. What song are you looking to the most for the chairman of the board? That's impossible. That's like asking my favorite child. Um, <laughs> Who's your favorite child? I mean, at first, Dangling on a String comes to mind, but and Patches is not a dance song, but man, General Johnson singing Patches back in the day was a an experience that yes. you you had to witness. But I'll just go. I'll go Dangling on a String. Yeah, I think the, I like the way you say it was an experience when you saw General Johnson sing Patches. It was quite quite the experience. So much emotion. Yeah. So if you're just joining us, come see us Thursday, August 31st. Chairman of the board. All the details on our website, pr927fm.com. We will be back with you after these words and talk some football with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. Also uh, hit you guys up in the chat. A lot of talk going on about AMAC and otherwise. John says his wife got a better deal and that's why she left him. Sorry, John. Maybe. <laughs> John, there's opportunity out there for you, too. That's yeah. right. Now that we talked about it, there's always opportunity. There's a lid for every jar. Sometimes you just got to find a new lid. We'll uh, take a break, come back, talk some football and more when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Plumbing, Viva Electric, and Roland Black Heating and Cooling have teamed up to form New Blue Service Group, offering Eastern North Carolina the best in plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services. Same great local team, say great local service, just a new name. For plumbing, electrical, and HVAC services, go to callnewblue.com. That's callnublue.com. New Blue Service Group, where we are redefining service excellence. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Chairman of the board will be at the Pirate Radio football kickoff party at the State Theater. Thursday, August 31st. Tickets available. PR927FM.com. Just for 10 bucks, you can hang out. Get ready for the football season. Hang out with the Pirate Radio crew and the Pirate Nation and see Chairman of the Bold and get your dance on. You know, you were talking about your favorite, uh, other than Patches, you said Dangling on the String was your favorite. I did. Uh, uh, yeah. Mine, hands down. Uh, patches is great you know back in the day chairman of the board used to be the big headlining act for um 
the Farmville Dog, Dogwood Festival on the Saturday night. That would be Beach Music Night. That was before the inception of the Beach Music Festival over in, I think it's Garner. Um, but uh, chairman of the board used to come every year, and it was such a huge thing. The Funky Chicken, I do remember. Uh, there's pictures uh, somewhere of me doing that on stage with General Johnson and um, uh, back in the day. But uh, my favorite is Gone Fishing. Todd, also a fan of Gone Fishing. Now, I do, I do like my Gone Fishing. I will say, since everybody said there's one of mine, my favorite, and I feel like I got this right now because I'm sweating and it's hot outside. But I think I've got beach, beach fever. fever. <laughs> Man, another one. Good one. Good one. Chandler and I were talking about, and I love the live performance of it more, more so than even like a studio version. But uh, they get the crowd involved. You can make a blind man see. You can make a crippled man walk. You can make the quietest man in the world talk. Just good stuff. Just good stuff. Oh, it just brings back so many great memories of does. growing up in eastern North Carolina and listening to this beach music. It's just cool. All it's right. just cool. They're coming up Thursday, August 31st. We continue to count down the days till football. We'll have another opponent preview coming up later today with J.P. Heath. Right now, we'll talk some football and more with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. He joins us on the Pirate Radio Live line on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Big man, how you doing today? I'm great. How are you, Flip? Hey, doing good. We'll continue our football previews, but Jeff, uh, I want to talk about something going on right now and uh, also highlight your success. And uh, you are killing the summer league. And I was thinking about this, Jeff, that, you know, betting on preseason football or preseason basketball or spring training baseball is not usually advised. Uh, Like you say, though, if you can find an edge you can bet on anything but summer league's different right you've got guys that are young and hungry you can kind of look through the rosters here see who's good see who's probably not good and they're out there playing real basketball they're kind of fighting for jobs and it's really turned into i mean it is the summer league it's almost turned into a league of its own you got good crowds out there in vegas so if you can again find an edge you'll take anything but it looks like they're out there playing real basketball right yeah, it's a it's a league that um, you know you, these kids are. You have to realize they're they're trying to kind of showcase what they are, what they're what they're capable of. And a lot of these kids, you know, you look at the top twenty. I mean, their 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 spots are generally fixed. But you look at kids that you know are, are trying to get on a roster, trying to you know be a seventh or eighth guy off the bench. I mean, this is kind of a, a quasi job interview. Um, you know, a lot of the kids that play regularly are not you know even drafted. I mean, some of them were, were undrafted. So. You, know, you make your way in the league by, by doing stuff like that. Um, you look at case in point, uh, an individual that plays for the um, for the Memphis Grizzlies, Kenneth Lofton. I mean, he has been extremely good in summer league the last year or two. Um, you know, you can get into a roster, and, and and you look at all of a sudden. I mean, you know, he's a guy that uh, you know found his way onto the to the roster at one point last season. So yeah, uh, you got to try to do what you can. And, and you know, I just throw the personnel pretty well. They do 13 and 5 in the summer league and uh, keeping up with his picks on Twitter. You can follow him at Jeff Nadeau if you don't already. And 
Looks like you got a couple of overs. Before we talk about today, Jeff, uh, another guy, just you talking there, and the Hornets are, are dreadful, uh, regular season, preseason, summer league, whatever. But uh, a guy like Nick Smith Jr., I know we've talked a lot of Arkansas basketball uh, with you here on the show, but he kind of falls into that category, drafted in the what mid to late 20s, and uh, he comes out, has a big night the other night. He kind of fits that example you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and it's, you know, something where, you know, he's a guy that is going to play. I mean, he's, you know, his 27th pick. I mean, look, they hope both Brandon Miller, they're just kind of getting these guys some run. You know, Brandon Miller and, and him are just, you know, guys that are trying to improve and, and get better and get ready for the season. I mean, some of these situations are really interesting, too. I mean, like, if you look at last night, there, there was the first overtime game between the Mavs and Warriors. And a lot of people don't realize that in the summer league, they do elementing. Mm-hmm. So it's high leverage situations. Um, getting kids kind of used to that sort of thing uh, at this level is important, and, and that's what Summer League has the ability to do. And you, know, you look at Nick Smith. I mean, he's one of those guys that he's just going to come in and, and score the basketball, right? He can go in transition. He can score at will. You know, he kind of reminds me a bit of, like, the Lou Williams type of player. Um, you know, Lou Will was the guy that you would just bring in for instant offense. He's going to give you – 15 and, and, and 17 minutes. You know, he, he can kind of jump off quick. Um, so, yeah, that, that's kind of the kind of guy you want at that level when you get the late first round, early second. You know, he's definitely proven that. Yeah, I'll take Lou Williams uh, if you'll give it to me uh, with Nick Smith Jr. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Jeff, looks like uh, you're going to go after a couple of overs today in Summer League. Yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, this this yeah, yeah. This is why this league is, is kind of not easy, but you have more of a leg up. I mean, they just don't really know where to put these totals a lot of the time. Um, you know, and, and these, these numbers have, have been just too low. I mean, you also look at these teams that I'm using. Um, the Sixers have been a great over team in the summer league the last two years. They just have a good roster, a bunch of kids that can score. Um, you look at another team, you know, like the, the Houston Rockets. They're one of the better summer league teams. Utah Jazz have been a great over team. They score a lot. Um, the field goal percentages are up. You know, unfortunately, a lot of young kids don't want to play defense. And, you know, I'm going to kind of cash in on that. You're still getting totals in the 180s. I'm going to keep trying to get involved. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Um, Jeff, before we move on from basketball real quick, any thoughts from a gambling perspective or just as a basketball fan on this in-season tournament they're going to start uh, doing this year? Uh, Well, look, at. Uh, it's all about money. Look, it's more bettable opportunities. I, look, it's corny, I guess, but I mean, this is kind of what what these leagues are looking to do. They're trying to find ways to to, to glitz it up, get it going a little bit more. Um, yeah, I, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of change, but I feel like the NBA in the middle of the season is a bit stale, um, and, and they're kind of looking to, to change that a little bit. So, yeah, I. I you know, I think for a gambler or something like me, it, it, you know, it's not going to ever be something you don't want to do. But I'm not a big NBA better during the season. I'm really situational with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's another opportunity for, for more relevance. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, uh, I was sitting uh, at home last night after sports trivia at AJ's. And, you know, even if you're not following the calendar, just the, the temperature, the time of year, you kind of know. Yeah, I, I was sitting there like, man, I feel like I should be watching something, and it it made me miss uh, Last Chance You. Uh, and I, I tweeted about it that in the summer, growing up, 
uh, NFL yearbook was my bridge to from the summer to football. And then Hard Knocks came around, and I still watch Hard Knocks, but it's it's kind of lost a bit of its luster. It's a bit repetitive now. And then for a few years, we had uh, Last Chance U, which was, I thought was a great uh, football bridge to uh, to get us to the fall. And uh, I just bring that up because I saw earlier today you tweeted that uh, you were on with Coach JB. He was featured in uh, at least one, maybe two of those seasons on Last Chance U. I am one of the stars for one of the shows, Malik Henry, uh, was on y'all's program on YouTube earlier today. So I just wanted to point that out. If people are missing Last Chance U, you can check out that interview. But uh, you're doing some stuff with Coach JB. I just I thought about, Jeff, uh, how I missed kind of the early days with Buddy Stevens and uh, and JB, Last Chance U. Yeah, it's just a show that kind of, I think, wore its welcome out. I mean, you had two really good seasons, you know, four in all, with, with Stevens and with, with Coach uh, Brown. You know, and then it kind of fell off, and, and you really didn't get the same magic from it, which yeah. is kind of the story with television shows. But, yeah, it was a good interview. I mean, I haven't heard you know, Malik in a while. He's 25 years old now. And I think you know, this is the thing about – and I have experience with this in, in some of the work that I've done – is people feel like you're one way and they paint you as one way, and it's really just what they want you to see as opposed to what you really are. And I think – you know, Malik is a guy that did some things as a younger man, you know, 18, 19 years old, that you know, at 25, he's totally different. And I think as, as, as people, we don't actually mature really until the mid-20s. I think it was nice to see him kind of, it seems like he's really figured his life out and he, he's, he's a lot more mature now. And you know, I don't think TV should, should allow someone to, to be kind of exploited like that. And, and, you know, it's good for him for righting some of his wrongs. And it was cool to see them to uh, chopping it up again. Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus, joining us. Let's continue our football conference previews and take a look at the Big Ten. And, Jeff, East Carolina will get an early look at the Beast from the Big Ten. Week one, they are in the big house to face Michigan, and Michigan is the favorite right up there, of course, with Ohio State this year to win the Big Ten. And I've got – I don't know, man. When I see Michigan and – we're going to have our, our preseason rankings and, and everything come out, championship odds. I don't know what team it'll be, whether it's Georgia, Alabama, whatever SEC team is there. I still feel like, just on perception, I, I don't put Michigan in that category. Now, the, the experts will say I'm wrong on that, and I'll ask you, you know, is Michigan really ready to win a championship this year? Not a Big Ten championship, but a national championship. Can, can they stand up there with the big boys from the SEC and otherwise, in your opinion? Yeah, absolutely. I, I have them as the number two team in America going into the season. Um, you know, I, I think when you look at the actual situations that they are in currently, I think you can make the case this is the best team in America. Hmm. I, I know a lot of people will will maybe disagree with that. Obviously, with Georgia, but the difference between Georgia and Michigan is Michigan has a proven individual at quarterback, a Heisman Trophy candidate who we know can win. He's proven he can win. Georgia doesn't necessarily have that. They're, they're coming in new with Carson Beck. Now, Carson Beck could be the next, and I'm sure he will be, the next great quarterback in the SEC. Ohio State is the same problem with uh, Kyle McCord. When you look at Michigan, as the situation as they have coming into the season, this is the best team on paper to me in America. Okay, Defensively, this team was significantly better than they were in 2021, which that was a shutdown defense. The defense last year was nasty. They bring back virtually everyone on that side of the football, a group that only gave up about 16 points a game 
You look at offensively, I think they have the best running tandem in the country with Quorum and Donovan Edwards. Um, you, you look at J.J. McCarthy, their quarterback, they have a damn good offensive line. They've got Cornelius Johnson back, the top receiver. Um, you also mentioned that game one out against East Carolina. It doesn't sit well with me if you're an East Carolina fan knowing, A, what East Carolina brings back, and B, you look at Michigan last season, first three games. Yeah, They won each one by 45 or more points. So this is a really concerning spot, if, obviously, for East Carolina. But when you look at Michigan, this team absolutely proved last year they could not only get to the Final Four, but they can compete. They should have beat TCU. I know in Chuda would have, could have, but it's just that simple. You also look at Cliff from a betting standpoint. Michigan over the last 33 games, essentially the last three seasons, they have covered 20 out of the 33 games, one of the better marks in the country. So this team is very hot. I mean, I don't know how the hell or why they're second in the odds in the Big Ten. I don't get it. Jeff and they do big on blue uh, this year, uh, the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, so you do, I guess, like them more than Ohio State. Jeff, who else, anybody else contending up there? Penn State, Wisconsin, anybody else? Or is it Michigan's to lose with, with maybe Ohio State right there with them? Yeah, it's, look, it's going to come down to that final game, as we know. Um, but Michigan has made it clear over the last year or two, they are firmly fine in not only winning, but winning big. Look, Ohio State's going to be good. They have Marvin Harris and Trevion Henderson back. But Kyle McCord, how quickly can we move on from Stroud into him? If he becomes a proven leader, it's going to be neck and neck yet again. The problem is, defensively, I didn't love Ohio State last year. I thought, as usual, they weren't great, particularly in the late season games. Um, but, yeah, those are the two teams that compete. Look, Penn State's interesting. If Drew Aller can be the next great quarterback there, which they don't have many good quarterbacks there, look, they're a 10- or 11-win team. They have a good defense. They have one of the better running back groups in the conference. Um, if Drew Aller can be really solid for them, they'll compete. The only other team that I'd have interest in, and I'm just bringing this team up because they're really interesting, throw out everything, Clip, in your lifetime you remember about Wisconsin. Because that is the distant memory now. They bring in Luke Fickle as head coach. They also bring in as their offensive coordinator, Phil Longo, who was down at North Carolina. He was at Baylor at one point. He is an air raid master. Hmm. Okay, They bring in... Tanner Mordecai, former SMU quarterback, yeah. that offense is going to be high-flying, a lot different from what we remember. And remember, Cliff, what do we know about Wisconsin? Generally, they are a very good defensive team. I don't think that's going to change. You give them the opportunity to actually score with teams, that was their big issue the last 5, 10, 15 years. They're probably going to score now. And that's why I like doing these previews with Jeff Nadeau. A lot of newness uh, in college football all over the place, specifically Wisconsin. A great breakdown there. Speaking of defense, Jeff, and we, we pick on – well, first of all, let me say that the Big Ten, and we've talked about this in past conversations, you kind of forget everything you know about the Big Ten. There are high-flying offenses. There are a lot of points put up. Iowa says, forget that. We're playing traditional Big Ten football. Uh, just a total eyesore on offense, and we kind of overlook because we like to pick on them about their offense, how good their defense is. But they are right here, Jeff. Let's see, fifth in the odds uh, when it comes to winning the Big Ten. So, you know, looked at kind of middle of the pack on the right side of the middle of the pack. But they won eight games last year. They barely scored over 24 points in those games, uh, even if they won. It is tough to watch. How about Iowa this year? Is it going to be another brutal year offensively where maybe they can still win seven, eight games with defense? 
Well, look, I mean, last year they had four games where they scored 10 or fewer. <laughs> yeah. They, they were dead last in America in total offense. So as far as yards per game, they were dead last. 250 yards a game, which is putrid. Um, look, I think if you're Kirk Ferentz, I think you're getting kind of irritated with your own son a little bit because I think he's ultimately kind of saying to his son, Brian, like, look, let, let's, let's get going here. I mean, this offense has just been pathetic. Um, look, they're hopeful this year. They brought in Kate McNamara, former Michigan quarterback, to be their guy. Look, I have to think he's better than what they had last year. Look, it's all about baby steps for them. Defensively, they'll be solid, and, and that's always been them. But um, they really have no identity offensively. It's very vanilla. Um, it's time to kind of whip things into shape. And look, will they do it? I don't know. Not consi- consistently, probably, but. They're not going to score 18 points a game. If they can get up towards, let's say, 24, 25, it's going to make a whole lot of difference. So, yeah, look, I think they're there. I mean, they're going to kind of compete in the West with, with uh, or not in the West, but they're going to compete with uh, kind of your Wisconsin's, your Illinois. Illinois is a team. Um, it, it, instead of Iowa, I would look towards like an Illinois. Illinois has a better defense than Iowa. I think Illinois may have possibly the best defense in the country when it's all said and done, just like they did last year. Um, they have a great group of running backs. Pretty solid wideout in Isaiah Williams. And they have a new quarterback, Luke Altmyer, who was down in the SEC at Ole Miss. I think he's going to kind of fill the void, kind of like Tommy DeVito did. They, I just think, are really interesting on, on the defensive side of the ball. If I'm going to look at Iowa, I would scrap that and just say, I'm going at Illinois. Yeah. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Big man, let's go to the bottom of the league. And Odds-wise, you see Indiana, Northwestern, Rutgers. Northwestern, what, are they even going to have a team? What's going to happen? The, the blowback here from the players that like Pat Fitzgerald, what's the, the portal going to look like? I mean, have, have you looked at all, Jeff? Has their win total or any numbers on Northwestern changed here in the last week with everything going on there? Not particularly. I mean, they were going to be a good team anyway. They were 1-11 last year. I didn't see much much change in that. Um, you hear some of the quotes coming out of there. I mean, look, you got to realize the interim's the guy they hired in January. Uh, it's still off. Yeah. Um, you hear this confidential source. You change your trajectory this place for 30 years. It's catastrophic. I mean, that's really bad. Um, yeah, this is a bad football team in general. Uh, I wouldn't be anywhere near them other than betting against them. But I will say one bet that I loved in this conference, and I don't bet win totals ever, um, Indiana under three and a half. I got plus money on that. Um, this team is awful on paper. They have no strength. The offensive line last year was a disaster. Same with the defensive line. I also look at some of the culture stuff I'm hearing. The lame duck coach, uh, their quarterback, Connor Bazalik, left, uh, which isn't good. I just think the state of this program is just lost. Who was their coach, Jeff, when they had Penix at quarterback a few years ago? Was it COVID year? They were actually really good. Yeah, they were. I mean, and it, you're, you're a far cry from, from that point. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is a really bad football team. Um, you also look at their schedule. I mean, I had a hard time finding two wins here. Uh, look, I, you probably beat Akron. You probably beat Indiana State. But other than that, you don't have Northwestern on this schedule. Um, and I said I saw two wins. I, I don't hmm. see any systematic reason they get the three wins, even four wins. That's crazy. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, uh, Rutgers down there at the bottom. And uh, let me just throw this out. 
I like talking about old names and stuff with you. Uh, do you remember the, the last name Crumpler? You probably remember Algie Crumpler, right? Of course. Yeah, tight end. Uh, his brother, Carlester Jr., played for the Seahawks uh, before Algie. Their father, Carlester Crumpler, is a legend around here, was uh, an amazing high school player, got offers from everywhere, came to ECU, went to the NFL. So uh, had his sons, Carlester Jr. and Algie, both played in the NFL. He has another son, Algie and Carlester's younger brother, uh, is uh, attends the high school I went to down the road, D.H. Conley, actually uh, committed to Rutgers. So he'll play his final final year of high school football this year. But Greg Giano came down here to Greenville, North Carolina, to to get a crumpler uh, to go up there to New Jersey. So just uh, just a little factoid for you. Well, that's a good fact. And I, hey, let's look if he's anything like uh, Algie Crumpler. I mean, that, that'd be a nice get for for Greg Giano. Look. Cliff, they're building something there. I mean, listen, this is a guy that inherited a team that, that was probably the worst team in America at one point. Um, you know, they're getting there. I think getting closer to eligibility be your, your thing. But the problem they've had at Rutgers, really regardless of the coach, is their quarterback play has been horrible. I can't remember the last time they had a even good quarterback. Gavin Wimsett was, was horrible last year. 45% completion percentage over the last couple of games. Just a disaster. Um, they don't throw much. This offense is boring and old. Uh, yeah, I don't see it. Uh, they need to go out and find a quarterback. Uh, kind of like an Illinois done or, or something like that. Um, they, they haven't hit on anything, especially with all the recruiting up there. I mean, that's a fertile area with the New Jersey schools and, and the New York schools and even Pennsylvania. And you have your options, but they haven't hit on anybody. They do. Love knocking out these previews, talking football with you, man. We've got, and I know it's just the Hall of Fame game, and it's Browns, Jets, and nobody's going to play and all that, but only three more Thursdays, including today. After today, just two more Thursdays with no football on our television. So uh, that's coming up the first Thursday in August. So uh, we're getting close, and these uh, these previews are helping us get through the summer, big man. Yeah, it's exciting, man. I mean, you're, you're getting closer and closer. You know, it seems like... Uh I got to tell you, I, maybe I'm wrong, but this has been the longest spring and summer since the coronavirus year. Yeah, it, it seems like college basketball ended three years. Ago. <laughs> like it, it's crazy. Well, yeah, we're in that we're in that dead period. Keep up the summer league winning, and uh, and that'll that'll help you get through it too. Uh, big man enjoyed it. We'll uh, keep in touch. Talk with you again next week, man. Sounds great. Appreciate it, clip. There is Jeff Nadeau uh, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line as we have talked AAC, ACC, little Big 12, little Big 10 football. Still, uh, we'll talk about the SEC, Pac-12, uh, Mountain West, Sunbelt, and uh, all the other conferences as we get you ready for the upcoming season. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, wrap up hour number one with some big numbers. The David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff. We'll tell you how close we are to kicking things off with the Michigan Wolverines and Brian Medor joining us coming up in hour number two. All ahead on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. 
And welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, uh, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, and more. And uh, you can also follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. And uh, you can, uh, for Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in and to uh, go and uh, the reason why I'm stalling here for a second is I was trying to, to pull up this uh, public service announcement. The uh, 13 and under Babe Ruth All Stars baseball team are uh, traveling to the Southeast Regional to compete. Uh, there they represent the East. They won the 13 uh, year old state championship just a few days ago and they are holding a big fundraiser. As a matter of fact, they've got one that's coming up on Sunday. Uh, the July 16th at Chico's from 11 a.m. until 9 p.m. If you go to Chico's and eat uh, at Chico's, 10% of all sales will be donated to the team. You can uh, do that through either dining in or takeout. And uh, all they ask that you do is write Greenville 13 under All-Stars on the itemized receipt. And there will be a designated area that uh, you can place that receipt in. And they will receive 10% of all those sales. They've got a couple other fundraisers coming up a little bit later on. We'll talk about those. But uh, the most uh, notable one coming up this Sunday at Chico's from 11 a.m. until 9 a.m. Or 9 p.m. rather to support the 13 under Babe Ruth all-stars and their quest for another title now let's head back into prl here's clip speaking of all-stars shirley hoping to uh get the pitt county girls softball league all-stars in here i believe we're gonna early next week have them in studio as they have to go through warner robbins for a chance to play in the uh, softball world series here in greenville coming up later on this calendar year all right brian medor is joining us we're going to talk to medor coming up in hour two which we are already in hour two but we got to take a break it's it's radio rules brian you know how it works you you just you missed the perfect segue because i thought that's what you were coming to speaking of all-stars i was like oh he's talking about me (laughs) speaking of little guys that look like they're in little league brian (laughs) (laughs) but medor great to have you Great to be here. With always, a nice man. shiny uh, ring. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Had yeah. a great time. A really lucky guy. Good stuff. Hadn't Thanks. Oh, congratulations. Top. I didn't even know that was even happening. You didn't? No. <laughs> no it, it, I'm it's not been like Brian Bailey where nobody knows. I don't, I don't think I was the only person in Greenville who knew he was getting married that night. But I, I, I didn't put it out there. We were definitely going to do that date, but I didn't shy away from it. So. I haven't, oh, okay. I've texted you since you. then. I haven't you seen have. you. I saw you on TV at Clearwater. Because oh. I asked you, were you and Bailey honeymooning together <laughs> down in Clearwater? Actually, uh, Madi, my wife, was down there. She flew. We went to St. Lucia, and we immediately fly, turn and go down to, to Clearwater, and she got to come down, too. And um, everybody was asking me that. I said, really? You got married, and you went on your honeymoon with Bailey? That, that figures. That's about right. You told her that, oh, you get a few days off. It's not a ton of work. And then ECU decided to play seven-hour yeah. games pretty much every yeah, day. Every day. In and, the rain. Yeah, yeah exactly. it was beautiful. Yeah. All right. Speaking of ECU athletics, Chandler... It's time. It's time to count it down. It's Thursday. But it's time for you to tell Shirley to do something very important. Shirley, I need you to do something for me. Do you mind? She's already got her hat. I'm going to give you one, too, Clip. I was Meteor, I don't have you time. a hat. But, Shirley, I need you to back that fat truck up. <laughs> back it up. And we do this all the time, Meteor. Don't be weirded I out. It never gets old. Right. I saw it, it yesterday. It was funny. It's a fun form of harassment we do around it here. It is. A lot simpler than what they do at Northwestern. There's you a hat. Thank you. 
It is the David Price Construction Countdown to Kickoff, ECU in Michigan, in Ann Arbor, at the Big House. Chandler, how many days away? Well, it seems like yesterday we were counting down from 100. Today, we are counting down from 50. 50? 50 days away until ECU invades Ann Arbor, plays the Wolverines of Michigan, potentially the number one team in the country, week one of the college football season. 50 days away till kickoff. Wow. But as announced today, the chairman of the board will be in Greenville. Mm -hmm. They will be at the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party, Mm -hmm. which is 48 days away. Wow. At the State Theater. So come out, buy your tickets. And uh, so 50 days away from ECU versus Michigan, 48 days away until the party of the year, the Pirate Radio Kickoff Football Party. All of that on the David Price Construction Countdown to kick off. David Price Construction counting us down. We've been doing this all summer during the spring and starting to get real, folks. Because next week we'll be down in the 40s and then after that the 30s. And after that we're covering fall camp. We have media day. The season's pretty much here. So it goes by quickly. Brian Medor knows that. And uh, you getting fired up for some football, Medor? I always do this time of year, man. Yes, sir. It's always fun. And that, Cowboys said, might go undefeated this year. You're I talking heard. to Brian Medor, not Brian Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, excitement time for yes. sure, as Mike Houston would say. And uh, we are jazzed up for another season. Excitement Thanks to time. David Price and David Price Construction for sponsoring the countdown to kick off 50 days away. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back we'll talk all things ecu athletics with brian medor as he joins us in the pirate radio studios hour two of pirate radio live back with you after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years and you can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Rock. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Thursday. Great to have our buddy Brian Medor in the house. We don't do this enough. No, we don't. We always say we're going to do it. It's like it's like you run into an old friend at a, at a bar, and he said, we should do this more often. Yeah, hey, give me a call, and I'll call you, and then nothing ever happens. Nope, but here you are, <laughs> and uh, great time to have you on because a lot going – there's nothing going on currently, but for your, y'all and for us, we're gearing up for a lot going on, which will be the football season and athletics coming back to East Carolina in late August, September. So, uh, And you guys are, are breaking out a lot of different stuff now with the, what, the Pirate Sports – yeah, the network, ECU Sports Network. ECU and Sports yeah, network. they actually have a Chamber of Commerce, uh, Commerce thing that they're doing over at the Tower in just a few minutes, and they're going to talk about. There's a big announcement they're going to make there, and um, and it, it's a, it's a cool, it's a really cool deal. I hope that um, you know that we get 
this, you know, this time of the year, it's like everybody's kind of yawning and waiting for the next thing. And you guys are, you know, trying to your best to get people fired back up all about it. And you do a great job of it, by the way. And and I'll probably get in trouble for that. But whatever, I don't care. Wait, who's you? Who's who you hey, radio? You're you're the enemy. Probably over here. Um, Who says that? So just kidding. So anyway, um, I appreciate you guys having me on, so we can talk about some of the stuff we we are doing. Yeah, and we're very excited about it. And uh, you know, with our with our creative team working with uh, Playfly and some of the things they're working on, um, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a really nice um transition into the football season to see some of the things they're doing but um this sleepy time we're in yeah you know we're out pushing we're trying to get season tickets we've got spots and you know promos and all these things going on right now i think we're at 13 7 um last year we were right around the same number a little bit behind i think but 15 8 is where we finished but you know we're coming off a bowl season yeah um and there's a lot of excitement about the schedule and some things that are on it and playing a team like that on the road to kick off the season if we have a good showing and i think we will um you know that generates excitement for the next three four five weeks and that's when you know you're going to see i think you'll see the fruits of the labor of what the guy how the guys have been working and i'm not i'm not here giving you coach speak that's just what i've been seeing yeah so. i'm pumped for the the home opener against marshall because either way it's a huge game i mean if you if you 100%. pull the upset against Michigan, yeah. oh we're ranked well. and it's packed and everybody's there. You play well, people are excited. Even if you don't play well at Michigan, it's like, all right, we we, we got to win this game. Yeah. Let's pack it. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. I don't. There's no. There's. I don't think there's any um, recipe that we play horribly. I don't think we go up there and just completely get embarrassed. I think you'll at least see enough where this football team deserves to be on that field. And in my opinion, I think they're going to play really well. And you come back and you take on a Marshall team that won some games last year. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't. They know how to win. They do, and but it, you know, we have history with them. We've got you know, that's a great fan base that they have. We've got a great you know, caller rival rivalry just on history alone and what we've done with them. And you win that game, and all of a sudden you're you're looking at you know a, a great start to the season. So you really need it. That Marshall game is a huge, huge football game. I love the the start of the schedule. It, just marquee games with Michigan, Marshall, and then yeah. that trip to Boone and yeah. App State. Another, I've, it's away from here. I've but. never been to that stadium. Have you? I have not been over there. this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be after the kid. Kind of have brewer. to. Is it? I don't know. I think it, that. it's it's the enemy as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. We'll deal with them week three. <laughs> All right. All right, coach. <laughs> that is coach speech. One, one week at a time, right? I got to make up for almost getting fired right out of the gate. I know. So. Well, that's on you and only you, by that's the way. True. I didn't even set you, you up. Know, it's for so, it's so yet. funny. Because I've got things to set you up to get you fired, and I haven't even got you. You did to it yet. before. I got kicked off of the press box because of you. That was definitely not me. It was you. You don't remember. What did I do? I would love to hear this. Totally bluffing. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you you chimed in. Like, nah, I run my mouth. That's that's what happens, especially if I'm drinking this you know ice cold Pepsi. Usually, I would say it would be me, but on that show, you've got I would blame well, Troy all, if anyone. Billy, Weave, Brian, and then Bailey. And, and Bailey keeps he's. But well, sometimes he can get fired up. Well, he, so. only if, well that's when Billy gets into his, into his crawl. That's <laughs> when Billy gets under his collar. Yeah, that's when it would happen. But it was never um, Bailey would just never get. You know, he was you just he, you had to pour gas on him to get him on fire. The rest of us we were always sparking. God, I miss that show. We got to yeah, get you four together. Again. We should say when. Just and this well, is another. Well, the last it's time. another one of those situations where we talk about we should do it and and don't do it. And well, never well the last it. time you remember old Butt Mud Weaver rolls in here with his uh, his his scrubs. Remember that he yeah, was, he was yeah. selling that butt drug or whatever it was. <laughs> Dr. Weave, yeah, but Dr. Weave. Yeah, it was hilarious. Uh, Brian Medor <laughs> joining us. Man, how much things have changed, Brian? We used to get you on during the summer, and 
you would give us more information than you were supposed to or should probably yeah. that's why we would have you on uh but no but we we'd ask you about the intro video yeah and now there's videos that go up every single hour of every day like, yeah i got you know what i'm saying like i'm it's changed. no no it's changed a lot because i used to be the one that came well i would come in here and say hey you oh, we're gonna you're gonna love this company we're working with out of wilmington they're fantastic and on and on and on and you'll you'll see it when we unveil it and then now it's like you you know more than I do probably from me walking in the parking lot and here they've probably dropped videos that give you more than <laughs> I know them yeah you, you no doubt know more than I do and I like I mean look I love what Pirate Radio has done over the years we try to we give our opinions we talk to the fans but my favorite part is talking to the athletes and you know what coming off of COVID how how important is that because yeah. we we still haven't gotten into where we get to talk to them as much as you guys actually do like they we do press conference style stuff now where the football players are up on the podium back in the day every practice i had one-on-one access with the guys yeah and all those guys are my friends you know over the the last 20 plus years um the guys now outside of maybe holton and a couple others i don't really know them like we used to we've talked about this before clip because of covid we just kind of everything's separated but you guys get them in here in the studio with you know with the whole nil stuff you you get to do a lot more stuff with them um where we didn't we didn't we can't do that but i feel like now the ecu and and all the colleges are doing a better job of promoting the individual athletes we get to see and part of it is maybe the nil and and what boneyard does but but ecu talking to uh rj felton or ezra from the basketball team or just getting to know a football player um i, I love what we do at pirate radio with that i feel like the the school is doing a lot more we are now. the creative team jared yeah. those guys over there are doing a really good job and, and that comes with trust with the coaches because right it, you remember how hard bailey and i had to work to get into houston's good graces you know it takes time and once you've done that then he opens the locker room to you because he trusts you not to do anything stupid you and, and bailey were like rooming at ruff's house at one point <laughs> you were so tight so. Yeah, that's true yeah <laughs> no, I, actually after he got fired we were in his garage you, you know the old story i do know that one you want, yeah. BB? You want a tv take two <laughs> and all those tvs that he took out of the office and i was like yeah i'll take a tv from you ruff it was a I still rough. have it in my garage uh ruff's yard sale legendary uh giveaway as he would say it was free 99 take, right? if it was free take three that's what he used to always tell <laughs> free me take three. free take three uh and uh some great uh stories with skip back in the day oh, yeah, as yeah. well and uh and all the coaches throughout the race and even uh coach mo like you said he was easy to work with yeah right? he was easy with us i mean yeah. you know he i i had with mo with coming from you know if you go from the coaches we've had when i started in this was steve logan and that guy you know you could play tennis with him on thursday and on saturday at at, at the scrimmage he looks right at you what are you doing out here you know like I, we were just coach, hanging out we're just man. talking we're, we're about cool, it yeah. we're supposed to be here not right here right now <laughs> meet her get here and, and uh and then you, you move on to a guy like john thompson who was just all fluff and stuff you know he had no real uh idea of how to coach a football team bouncing balls in the trash can i've told that story a hundred times before we played carolina you haven't won a game yet and you're bouncing balls in the trash can want me to shoot it no <laughs> remember that I re- tell, yeah i remember hey, tell hey, everybody hey, he's he also called me meter hey, hey meter hey hey meter um hey look at this watch this watch this he's like 20 yards away throwing a ball it would bounce in front of it it would hit and go in the trash can he said can you get that on tv and i was like okay so i shoot it and then later we're, we're gonna use it as our play of the day weaver's laughing about our it I said, hey, I said hey man i don't think this is a good idea so i called uh, jt and i said hey man um you know he's yeah how to turn out i was like i don't think it's a good idea we're owing four at the time i was, was about it? to say I'm like coach you're owing we're four. four playing and i said i just don't know if it, i think it's gonna go over well you should be working the linebackers whatever it is you're doing we right. need to be and here you're bouncing balls from 20 yards out into a trash can and he hit almost every one of them it was impressive and he's like oh i don't think the fans mind 
So, so, so Weaver. Let's go viral. It was so funny that Weaver took because you know Weaver. I mean, he's all about you know. Look at this. Look at me. And I, I thought for sure he was going to show it, but at the end of the day, he talked to our news director and she said, "Yeah, I think Meadow's right. This is a bad idea. And yeah. We're, we're going to take heat for it." And so they decided not to run it. Uh, now I just want Brian Meador to tell old coach stories uh, for the next. <laughs> I can write uh, a that book, John dude. Thompson one's my favorite. So uh, far. <laughs> no, I got worse ones than that, but he's got like good a seven year old kid. Like, watch oh, this. Speaking of kid, uh, he, uh, Skip Holton and the voice, my buddy Jeff, man, when they would they would argue over the microphone because with we do highlights after the game, we'd go either in the locker room or or we'd go on the road. We'd sometimes we'd go to Skip's house and sit on his uh, couch when we were coming back and <laughs> from the airport. And Jeff would always hold the microphone like this, and he'd just kind of stick it out like this while he's reading the next play. And Skip would reach out and grab it and pull it closer, and Jeff would pull it back. <laughs> and they would wrestle back and forth. It was so funny. Jeff's got the mic control. Oh, there man. was a story I swore you told, and then I think I told it back to you, and you were like, that never happened. Which one? But it involved like having to go to Skip's house, house yeah, to yeah. do a show. It wasn't, we went to the wrong house. And we went to the doctor, uh, I forgot his name. Anyway, it was Mo. <laughs> yeah, and, and Mo bought it. Mo bought the house years later. It had the wrought iron fence around it, and um, there's a big pool in the back. And, and they had been, whoever was there had been partying. And Jeff, we walk up, and, and I said, Jeff, I've been to Skip's house for a minute. I don't think this is right. And, um, and Jeff goes, oh, yeah, yeah, biggest house in Greenville. So we rock, we roll on in. You walk in somebody's house. We walked up to the front door and open it and look in, and I saw, um, it was the Hill, Dr. Hill. Yeah, I saw his family photo. <laughs> it's like they had like five kids. I'm looking at it. And I don't, think, I don't even, he's ever even heard this story. I walked in, I was like, <gasps> and Jeff had walked around back at this point because he, he thought he heard people back there because there were clearly cars there. They had yeah. been partying. We had just beaten somebody on the road in Charlotte. So um, I look out, I was like, oh no. So I shut the door <laughs> and I go run over, Jeff, this is the wrong house, man. I've got my camera in hand, a microphone. And he was like, he was like, oh, okay. So we start walking. We get in the car. I call Skip. I said, Skip, where's your house? He said, next uh, cul de sac down on the left. And I was like, okay, because we were in the first one, went to the first left, <laughs> which Mo ended up buying, coincidentally enough. And then we did the show and Skip's, of course, like, this much into a cup of crown tumbler crown at that point so it made for a really fun show that's awesome yeah uh, i just i love the voice just kind of walking in and oh and man coach we're here <laughs> <laughs> you got a beautiful family <laughs> coach you're really good friends with dr hill you've got his family photo here oh man uh miss him oh, every yeah. day brian every day and buddy. just like Every like stuff happens in the world of sports, and I'm like, man, I wish I could text Jeff. I still do it, man. Now you know, I've I've had loss in my life, and there are days I pick up my phone and go, ah, man, dang it, and I'll set my phone down because I can't. I can't reach out to the person I want to reach out to. Brian Medor joining us here in the Pirate Radio studios. Jamie says, uh, did you ever meet Lou Holtz? Uh, yes, I did. You know what? I was I was talking with Ellerby earlier. I did a list for you guys way back in the day when we were writing columns weekly. And I wrote oh, yeah. the 10 worst uh, interviews I ever had, and then I had the 10 best. I met Lou many times. Uh, with Obviously, he and Skip had a little bit of a strained relationship when he first took the job, but they repaired. And, oh, because they were at South Carolina. Right. right he right. fired him and uh, demoted and whatever. And um, so Lou came to a few practices. I to see him then but at the michael jordan classic way back in the day he would stop no matter where he was on the course sign autographs or do whatever the, the fans needed for him and uh, brian bailey and i walked up to him to interview him and those jordan classes were the best to meet people my gosh the stars that jordan got to come to this thing and lou was there one year long before i even i mean if skip was there he was probably a kid at that time but um lou uh stopped right in the middle of the round walks over yeah that's what he did he walked over Bailey introduces himself. He he talks to me. Could not have been any nicer. He was great. The next time I saw him was in Orlando. We were playing UCF, and Skip was the, our head coach. He came to the bar and sat down, and um, I reminded him of that moment. He didn't. He acted like he did. I yeah. He doesn't remember that, but he couldn't have been any nicer. He was great. He was great. Guy. Awesome, man. I have like two memories from the Jordan Golf Classic. 
there were a ton of stars there, but my only, I have a photo with Curly Neal from the oh, that's from awesome. Globe Trotters. Trotters, yeah. And I remember getting um, Ian Zeering, Ian yeah, Zeering yeah, from, from 90210, like his guy. autograph. That's yeah. all I remember. Uh, I guess those all the my... great guys we've had coming through. <laughs> those, those are the, the two, two you remember. It, well, that's the two I had like interactions with. There had to be more, but those are the only two that really stand out of my brain. Oh, there were a lot. All right, Meador, um, man, we got to get you when you can hang out like three hours, but yeah, we got a we few got minutes like, left. Yeah, about eight minutes left. So hit me with some good ones. Uh, well, how about what do you want to to get across? What's uh, well, we had a question from John about ticket sure. sales. Do you yeah. know any numbers as far yeah, as right. our tickets, Michigan and App State tickets? Uh, no, I don't know road numbers. I have zero okay. zero right. idea. Sorry, I wish what? I did. I mean, I, I just talked to our ticket guy today before I came over to get our numbers for season tickets and what we're you know pushing for. And what are we at? Right um, now? We're we're at thirteen thousand seven hundred. We uh, last year was fifteen eight. So okay. we've got some ground. I wouldn't say make up, but we need to go ahead and. Hey know, Troy, let's get that press box reunion going. We, okay, Troy, we got a Troy, thumb up. Thumbs up. All right, was that, that wasn't his thumb. And I was talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> what the see? Look, that's not even right. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. No, no. I mean, um, it, go it, do it as early as you can. You know, nail your spot in, and, and um, it gets momentum going. And I'm not begging. You know, it's it's a great product. I love ECU football. I love our home game atmospheres. I think they're getting better. They're going to get better and better. Um, I believe that. I, yeah, man. I came here in what '89. The only reason I, I, that I came to East Carolina was because of football. I got into Wilmington in here, and I just I went down to visit Wilmington. It was okay. And then I, then I visited East Carolina, and, and that's, that football stadium is all it took for me, man. That was yeah. it. And I wanted to be a part of it. And man, I saw, God, I was so lucky. My time here, I was here on the seven year plan. But uh, my second sophomore year um, was the Peach Bowl. And, um, and it was that Peach Bowl, see, the 91 92 uh, Peach Bowl, the 91 season. It was like, oh my gosh, this is magic. I mean, I got to ride through that as, as my, like I said, my second sophomore year. But anyway. Very jealous. Um, you also got uh, the only NCAA tournament. Uh, appearance Night in my life yeah sure did so you got but they, were, they well. weren't that good though i know they had a bad that year was, right what 10 and 16 or whatever it was yeah. then they swept the caa and then lost to carolina but um I'm, you know it's it like i saw you know the liberty bowl win that was great this was all before i graduated so and then i hated you know all these kids that graduated before we got this last bowl win they didn't get to experience any of that stuff as, as a student like right, chandler. chandler yeah yeah <laughs> what's your biggest i mean you could pick out a win but was there a season that was like yeah we did it uh no i mean I, the biggest uh I, I would say the game is the the nc state game my freshman year the the state game yeah we had throttled, so had we throttled western yeah i had mo throughout my i we did have mike houston my my senior year that was the first year mike houston went four and eight but we we throttled West Virginia in that first game. Well, not it, West Virginia. Not West Virginia. Western Carolina. Yeah, a little bit different. Uh, uh, beat State that second week. I remember going to Coach Mo's radio show as a yeah. freshman and telling him how much swagger and how much confidence he yeah. had in this football program. Yeah. And I looked like an idiot. You should go back. You see, all right, so everybody knows who Drew Steele is. Love Drew. <clears throat> Drew's uh, So after the game, right when the game ended, if you remember, Mo was losing his mind. I remember him doing oh, the exit yeah, yeah. of the crowd. You need, before he did the exit of the, the crowd, after he shook hands, he takes off running. He almost trucks Drew Steele, knocks him over. We've got a great up top shot of it. He's he Drew's like trying to hug him or whatever. He just blasts right through him and almost run over some other guy. And then that's when he did the whole thing. It was just funny. The only thing in his mind was to pander to the crowd. Mike P, boy, this was magical. He said, mention Troy's name and the Peach Bowl comes up. Wow, how about I, I, that? I, that was not planned. That just kind of <laughs> happened the way it was. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian Medor joining us. Um, let's see if I got any questions. Oh, who's going to be the starting quarterback at Michigan? Oh, Michigan? I have no idea. 
uh, for ECU. Oh, well, us? Yeah. Well, I believe it'll be Mason. I mean, okay. I, I don't know. I, I hope it's going to be Mason, and that's no disrespect to Flynn or anybody else that's on that squad. Uh, Mason, I, he he looks the part, man. His balls whistle. He's a great kid. If that, that he's like Holton, in my opinion. When, if you meet that kid and you don't like him, look in the mirror. You got some issues because mm-hmm. he's a great kid. Um, I hope I hope he puts it together. In the spring, I was I was a little disappointed. I was hoping he would be a little farther along as as far as moving the offense up and down the field. I was really surprised by Flynn. I didn't see that coming. And and I, he's a real smart kid, obviously. He is. We had a chance um, to I had my first chance to meet him. A very impressive young man. Barely spoken to the guy, but I've seen him at, you know work his way around the locker room and things like that. And he's just a good guy. And yeah. But um, I really like Mason a lot, and I do think. If not, uh, only Mason will be a combination. Right. And I think that's fair. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Meteor, what else do uh, the fans need to know? Anything to get them excited? Anything you want out there? Uh, yeah, but I don't think I could say any of it. I mean, you, you, I'm just kidding, dude. Come on. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Are you yeah, Brian Meteor? Is Shirley sleeping over there? <laughs> Put her to sleep. She's sleeping. She's Taking sleeping. A nap. No, no. Um, I gotta there, name that we, we, got a, we got a really fun announcement coming out. It'll be, you'll know tomorrow, if not later tonight. It's a really cool thing. And, okay. um, it's 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 been in the works, and and um, it's about time. That's what I'll say about that. But I'm looking forward to it. Okay. You'll know in about two minutes time. as soon as I get out of here. Okay. During the break, you gotta go on break soon. Uh yeah. Got we gotta let minutes. you go. Yeah. Sorry. Man, uh, any Cowboys uh, talk? So I do have Tony Pollard as a keeper. Uh, should I be excited about that? No. <laughs> Why not? Why? He's not even healthy, man. I don't. I would. What, what, how many keepers did you get? Three? Nah, you keep two. Just two. All right. Well, who's your? Other, did you have another option, or could, could you have gone a receiver and a quarterback? Pro- I think I could keep like uh, I could keep Waddle instead of him. No. Uh, mm. Who's your quarterback? I don't have a quarterback. Okay, I'm so keeping Garrett out. Wilson with uh, with Jets and. I don't know, man. It's it, I like Pollard a lot. He's hurt. We'll see. Um, Is I've, it one of those situations too, where like, man, if he's your second guy, like it's awesome because he's going to come gonna in. He's going to get your burst. But if he's the if main he's the guy, you can worried? he handle the load? Right. You know. I mean, look at Zeke. He wore out real fast. Well, he slowed down these last three years. Yeah, and, and you could see it. And um, you know that that second contract with the running back is always the uh, oh boy, we're either going to overpay. Dallas did, or do you let him walk? You know, I was like one year like early the on the uh, the CD breakout. Oh, I'd rather have him, yeah, I guess. Yeah, how about um, a buddy of mine? He traded, he traded Henry like the, the off season before. They have a keeper league where they trade. He traded. I'm tired of waiting on this guy. I traded him, and then boom, nah. traded Lamb. No, Derrick Henry. Traded. Oh, you're talking about like years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back, this is back in yeah. the day. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, I've done that a million times. I did that. That's not even. Yeah. Yeah. Bad memories there. Medor, thank you for hanging out. How about the Braves are the big bad know, boys man. and not your Dodgers no, anymore? No, man, it's here. I got nothing but Braves fans over there in that building I work in, and every day it's just this all day long. I, I mean, it's all day and long. And you guys got Freddie and Mookie. We and had squad. an interesting. Somebody, somebody brought up this question, and um, I brought up you know this. I think it's the only time this ever happened. Uh, Eddie Murray in 1990, I think, led the entire league in batting average, but he didn't win a batting title in either league. Uh, when he was traded out of the AL to the NL to the Dodgers from the Indians, um, he was leading the league in batting, and then he led the NL in batting in um, in the. But he ended up at bats. He didn't qualify. He didn't yeah. qualify. So uh, the question today by a Braves fan was: What if, let's say, Shohei Otani gets uh, traded to the Dodgers, for example? 
would he would that hurt his MVP status? How would that work? Nah, no, no. Uh, MVP, yeah. No, you'd like still get, but you wouldn't qualify. You wouldn't win a batting title or anything or, like that, or even a home run title because you you get credit for your AL and NL separate, right? Yeah, you All do, right. and that's where he couldn't get either one of them. Yeah, like the, anything that's that's uh, in your com- like if you're in your league, your National League or American League, those stats are only for those leagues, which that should be. Yeah. So he would be the. Well, that would suck for Acuna he would, because he I, would. That's weird. Be, that's why. That's why you brought it up. He said, "Hey, man, is this going to hurt you?" Otani would be the NL MVP without leading in any category, or, basically. But or would he? But he would he be the NL MVP? I think so. Yeah. He he was saying that his stuff that he did with with uh, the Angels would come over and he would beat out Acuna. And I was like, I was like, man, I don't, I don't know how I don't know how that would work, but. I'm yeah. glad I got to come in here and, and not get an answer from you today. I gave you an answer. Otani would be the MVP. Oh, you think he would? Yeah, okay. I, I think so. And and we'd bitch about it all off. He's going to say Acuna's <laughs> better. better, and he got robbed. And, uh, and the sin- Dodgers will massively overpay for him or for Otani. <clears throat> uh, well, well, does he? Is he get traded or does he? I don't he, think so. Yeah, he I just so. plays it out there. I think he plays it out, and then they 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 try to match whatever comes or whatever he gets. Mador, love talking with you, man. Always, buddy. Appreciate let's do it you. again this summer before we'll we do. get cranked up. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Name that sound. Shirley Rhodes coming up next on Pirate Radio Live. Coming up in hour three, ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall, and also J.P. Heath, the play-by-play voice of the Rice Owls. Meador is fired up to have Rice back on the schedule. I can't wait. Can't wait. We'll talk some Rice football coming up Hour 3. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Soar experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, all right, all right. Oh, sorry. Emergency contestant stepping in. Uh-oh. Joey was not prepared to play, name that sound today, but Chandler, the guy wears many hats, blue collar, uh, just took another gig real quick and had to step out of the studio. So, Joey, are you uh, able to participate today? Yes, guess so, yeah. Oh, it's my goodness. One, I think, yeah, it's going to be a tough one for you, Joey. <laughs> I'm going right. to go ahead and tell you, it's going to be tough. Well, Shirley, go ahead and uh, hit the music. We'll, right, we'll, we'll get it going. Come on in. Sit right down. Take a guess. And name that sound. Turn that frown upside down because it's time for Name That Sound. Now, here's the host of Name That Sound, Miss Shirley Rose. Thank you, thank you, and welcome in to another edition of Name That Sound. We took a couple of weeks off and we are back. 
The game is very simple. I play a sound. You got to figure out what it is. And our contestants today, Sands Chandler, since he decided to uh, run out of the studio. His decision. No, it wasn't his decision. He was he was voluntold uh, (laughs) to step out of the building. So uh, Clip and Joey are going to be our two uh, contestants today. All right, gentlemen, you guys ready? Yep. All right, like here we go. Phone a friend, call my dad or something. Yeah, might yeah, be a fair matchup. That might be a fair matchup. We'll see. We'll see. All right, here we go. Here's the first sound. Uh, bicycle. Incorrect. Got a clicker of some sort. Um, Something's clicking there. Yes. Play uh, again. Here's a hint. It is a recreational object. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Five. Hmm. Four. Printer, no. I three. I don't know. Like a keyboard two, of some sort. One. I, I felt like it might be a little bit too easy of a clue if I said a recreational sports object. That is a fishing reel. Oh, dang. Bryce Ooh. is going to be upset. Fishing reel. Yeah, he probably would have got that off the rip. Yep. All righty. Yep. Let's move on to the next sound. I don't know who you are. <laughs> if you don't let my Take daughter it. go now, uh, I will find you. Liam I will kill you. you Please leave a message. There you go. Liam Neeson yeah. is correct. Wow. I saw the scene in my, in my, in my eyes. <laughs> uh, that was actually, uh, I mean, it's... There was no laughing in the movie. That had to be Saturday Night Live or something? No, that was the Graham Norton show where Graham Norton actually had him call a fan and... Um, do the scene? Uh, no, do the scene, but make it as their voicemail message. That's why he said uh, leave a message at the end. That's cool. So, all right, here we go. Next sound. Crushing up paper, folding paper. Nope. Let's try it again. The typing? No. Here's a clue. Some people do this as a hobby. Some people actually compete. Stacking cups? Cup stacking. Nope. <laughs> we both said that at the same time. <laughs> I used to cup stack back in the day. I used to be asking at it. Uh, uh, Rubik's Cube. You are correct, sir. Yeah. That's a good one. That yeah, baby. All right. Yeah. Cliff has jumped out to a 2 nothing lead. Anybody ever completed one of those? Any geniuses in there? No. You know what I would do? Neither I just I. would get so frustrated, I'd just take the stickers off and move them around. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's one way to do it. All right. You know, because we want you, after your while, you know, the stickers start to wear, especially the original Rubik's Cubes. And so you just take the stickers off and you move them around. All right. Here we go. Next sound. Here's the thing. We started up friends. No. no. Uh, Kelly Clarkson. Sent you back on. I would have taken either Kelly Clarkson or the song itself. All right. Wow. Uh, Clip is running the table so far. It's three nothing. It's a whooping. I and and in Joey's defense, he was not prepared today. I was not prepared for Joey to be competing. Right, you're making questions. For I was making sounds for you and, and a man Clip. older than Joey and so. Chandler. Excuse me. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Next sound. I'm tired of people saying too short to play quarterback. He's ugly too. Um. Tom Brady. In a Incorrect. That's what it sounded like, but too short. I'm tired of people saying. 
too short to play court. Oh, I, know. Ugly too. I know it. I know it. I know it. Will you say it? No. You want me to say it? Yeah. It's Russell Wilson. It's Russell Wilson. <sighs> you know, I don't like the guy, so that's probably why I didn't even think about him. Man. Man. Yeah. How about for the first time, I think in the history of Name That Sound, we had a contestant do a clean sweep of the first round? No, I, no we missed the first one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yep, that's right, because you're up for nothing. Yeah. Okay, I apologize. Yes. All right, next one. Quit forcing your suckage on me, you tired hat. I mean... I'll play it again. It, Quit forcing Robbie. your suckage on me, you tired hat. It sounds like Kristen Bell, kind of. It's not. Quit forcing your suckage on me, you tired hat. Um... The girl. Give me a hint here, please. I don't have no Anna idea. something. Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Is that who you're thinking of? No, that's incorrect. <laughs> she helped you. And <laughs> I thought you. I thought you're on. But that. it is a musician. Quit forcing your suckage on me. You tired oh, <laughs> I know it. I know it. Who is it? It's Britney Beep. <laughs> I was going to say, if you didn't get it, then Mike Patrick would be very disappointed in what you. What is Britney doing with her life? Who? Yep. Britney Spears. Spears. That ain't my real name. My name is Clarence. That's Cat Williams. Joey is correct. That a boy, Joey. Joey is on the board. Get on that board. Good job, Joey. Good job. Literally just by the Clarence. That's how yep. I got it. From Wild and Out. I, I loved him in Wild and Out. That ain't my real name. My name is Clarence. <laughs> All right, that Never was been when a big Cat Williams guy. I, don't know. I loved Cat Williams. I no still, oh, I I don't disrespect or respect. I, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> have you ever watched any of his specials? Probably not, and maybe that's why I'm not a guy because yeah, I'm a because, Cat Williams guy. Yeah, Cat Williams is hysterically. I love funny. the story Jeff Connors told about how Cat Williams ended up in the uh, North Carolina women's basketball locker room. Oh yeah, when, because he was a friend or a fan of Ivory Latta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure he spent like most of two thousands in jail, though. No. Yeah. Well, he he did spend some jail time. Yeah, yeah. All right. Here's all though. When you think about it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next sound. Then we're gonna take a break. So here's the next sound. See, this ain't even fair to Joey. I know. Um, I once again, these sounds were not meant for Joey. Almost positive the band is. Well, the song is sailing away. Is it sticks? You are correct, sir. Yeah old man stuff there joey but to be fair though i should have got the point there because it's my favorite that sound and it is a piano <laughs> you know what <laughs> I'm just he's saying. not wrong hey you're not wrong although that was not the answer i was looking for i still like my cartman version come say the way come say the way oh, i'm sorry all right take a break yes the score right now is Score's not important the important yeah, part is we're having fun and playing hard yes because we're it, it's clip a lot joey not so much we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to finish out name that sound with an emergency contestant joey filling in for chandler so we'll be back right here on pirate radio live you Set my soul apart, 
you're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. They serve lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday, plus brunch starts at 10.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room on Instagram for the latest events and specials. Fifth Street, beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. Now let's head back in to PRL. And uh, we are in the middle of Name That Sound, and it looks like, first of all, the Chan Man has returned. Hey, I'm back. Clip, you have your hand raised. Would you like to ask a question? Can you give Chandler the sounds we've done so far and just give him five seconds to see if he can get them just to see where he would be? Okay, yeah, sure. And in I fact, can do that. if he can get them to the, in those five seconds. I will give you the point. Yeah, we'll, we'll add to the point total. Okay, okay right. here we go. First one. Uh, that is a Rolodex. Incorrect. You should give him more than five seconds on this one because we didn't get it. We don't have that time, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to spit it. Time is fleeting, Joey. We're all racing towards our grave. A car and a bicycle wheel. No. Five. Uh, Four. um, Three. I don't know. Next sound. Okay. That was uh, a fishing reel. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Next sound. I don't know who you are. Uh, (laughs) If you don't let my daughter go now, I will find you. I will kill you. All right, right, so I will put it on the board. It threw me off when people were laughing. Next sound. Yep, next sound. Shirley said this is a recreational activity and also uh, could be a competition. Yes, Uh, some people do this as a hobby. Some people do this as a competition. One more time, please. Man. um, Five, four. I don't know. Next sound. Ribbit's cube. Okay. Next sound. Here's the thing. We started off friends. Is that pink? No, that's not pink. That is incorrect. Uh, that is Five, uh four. Since you've been uh, Kelly two. Clarkson. Okay. Whoa, at the buzzer. Since you've been gone. <laughs> All right. Pretty good for three. All right, next one. I'm tired of people saying <laughs> too short to play quarterback. He's ugly too. Tom Five, right? Wait. Four, three, too short two, to play quarterback. He's one. ugly too. Russell thing, Wilson. Wow. Next one. Quit forcing your suckage on me, you tired ass. This is a musician. Five, four. Hit it again. Yep. Quit forcing your suckage on me, you tired ass. Carly Ray Jimson. Incorrect. Jepson. It's Britney Bitch. Ready Spears. Yeah. All right, here's next song. Next one, excuse me. That ain't my real name. My name is Cat Williams. Okay, all right. He is a Cat Williams guy. All right, and we, all right, this one. I'm sailing away the sticks. uh, That is correct. That is correct. I'm sorry. All right, what's the score? Believe it or not, it's 6-5. Oh, boy, we got a game now. Now we got a game. That's how tall I am, too, 6-5. All right. Gentlemen, let's close out this game. Here we go. Now, go off and save the world. If I save the world, can I have two tickets to your next concert? Darling, if you save the world, you can have a backstage pass. Mm. 
I am looking for this is a, a, a this zombie person. Movie? No, it's not. This, it is the a movie. Person talking. No, the first person talking is who I'm looking for. Okay. Now, go off and save the world. If I save the, the world, world. I have two tickets to your next concert. Darling, if you save the world, you can have a backstage pass. There are context clues in that quote. Saving the world. Now, go off and save the world. If I save the world, can I have two tickets to your next concert? Darling, if you save the world... You can have a backstage pass. Uh, is it is it four, the guy that plays Alfred in Batman? Three. Nope. It sounds two, like a young younger person. One. Eh. The context clues are all through there because the second person asks for tickets to a concert. Billy they, Joe. Not Billy Joe. You also gotta remember the English accent. It's Sir Elton John. Elton John. Oh damn. All right. Next one. Cop car! Uh-huh. Long as I'm in here, you're just gonna sit out there, aren't you? Okay, this particular here's a hint. This particular actor is known for taking rather interesting roles. Cop car! Nicholas uh-huh. Cage. Yes, long sir. as I'm in here, you're just gonna sit out there. That sounds aren't nothing like him at all, but I just it's used one of his your older clue. Yeah, it's Cop one car. of his it's one of his older movies. All right, seven to five is your score. Clip is in the lead. We are heading into the final round. Here we go. A lighter, a lighter. Mm. Nope. Mm. That is incorrect. Good guess. That last one sounds like the click of a lighter. It does, but it but is not. But it's not. Okay. One more time. A pin. Five, four, three, two. I got nothing. One. That would be fingernail clippers. Ah, I hear it now. Mm, those are some good ones. Yeah, yeah there's a right. long ones. Okay, here we go. Next sound. Oh, they be double fish, no churros. Charles, no, Charles Barkley. Uh, Frank Caliendo. No, Chandler Charles got it. It's Charles Barkley. Well, he said it first. No, you got it. Take it. I did, if he said Charles Barkley first, I did not hear him. I heard Frank Kelly. Uh, she, so. she didn't hear you. Right. Too I'm bad. sorry. Okay. Uh, hold it's on. fine. I said it that well. Okay. That's all right. I just want to make sure I was on the Frank right Frank Kelly must be good if I thought that was Frank Kelly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, they be double fish, no churros, man. <laughs> it sounds like him it doing Charles It sounds like Barkley. Frank Kelly doing Charles Barkley. <laughs> You're right, but it's actually Charles Barkley. Right. Okay. Here we go. Next one. Mommy told me not to come. Incorrect. Is it a TV show or is it a song? Like, is it from a TV show? Yes, it's from a a TV show. Yes. CSI Miami. Incorrect. Oh, those are Who songs. (laughs) It's not like Veronica Mars, is it? No, it is not Veronica Mars. Buffy. No, and I would have been a f- I'm slightly offended. No, I'm just kidding. That's the theme song to Beavis and Butthead. Wow. Oh. Oh, I've that. seen it. haven't seen it enough to know the... <laughs> fire. 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 Okay, next one. I mean, we cool and all that, but what you trying to buy, hard day? It's not Martin. Martin Lawrence. 
It is Martin Lawrence, but I'm looking for a specific character. Are you kidding me? I mean, he's cool and all that, but what you trying to buy, hard day? Now, you can't. I mean, come on, people. Big Mama. There will be. No, that is incorrect. There will be people in the streets if you don't give me this. I just said Martin Lawrence, and it's Martin Lawrence. It is Martin Lawrence, but I was. I really wanted the character. Tyrone. Nope. Tyrone in the house. We cool and all that, but what you trying to buy, hard day? Um, the female character he plays? Yes. Shanaynay. Shanaynay. Uh, I can't think of the name. <laughs> Martin. All right. Uh, well, let me get you your point Whoop. here. Eight to seven, uh, six, excuse me. I like the Chappelle your, uh, show skit. He's like, go up and wash your ass. <laughs> We're going to watch Martin Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Washington, when he's playing yeah. that character. I mean, we could. Okay. Go upstairs and wash your ass. All right. Here's the next one. Here's the last <laughs> sound. watch Martin Lawrence. <laughs> Here's the last sound, and then we have a bonus sound. So here's the last sound. I'm convinced it has approximately 73 teeth in his mouth. I'm convinced it has approximately 73 teeth in his mouth. That sounds like Magic Johnson, but... It is correct. Okay, I didn't know... Magic Johnson. Oh, I guess he does have a big smile, but yeah. yeah. Wait, the blurred is what we were trying to say? No, the, the, the person talking. Yeah, the beat is name. because he said his name, oh. and I did not want to give it away. So, all right, so nine to six is the score. Here's your bonus sound. You want to continue this theological discussion in a car or in a jailhouse with the cops? Hmm. Put that again, please. Sounds familiar. Okay. Here, here's here's your clue. This was a. Big movie in the 90s. It became a cult favorite as well. Do you want to continue this theological discussion in a car or in a jailhouse with a cop? That's Pulp Fiction. You are correct, sir. Nice work, Chandler. John Travolta? That was John Travolta. Good game. Nine to seven was your final score. Hey, so I'm the, improving. Uh, you are improving. Uh, that, I will give that to you. I did have like two weeks off because we were off last week. And yep. it was the interns the week before, so... And Clip did one the week that I had to leave uh, because I had so much stuff to do. That's right. So uh, it's been a while. And up, you did, up. Yep. I still haven't done the intern battle yet. Yep, that's coming. Yeah, we're going to do that. Do we want to do that next week? Uh, yeah, if we can know that uh, both of you gentlemen will be here. We'll yeah, we need, we need to nail that down. But so. right now, no, I'll be here. We need to take a break so we can talk to ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall. We'll talk some football and knock out another opponent preview. J.P. Heath joining us in about 25 minutes or so. Got all that coming up. Hour 3, Pirate Radio Live, and we'll make you a winner. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Brown and Wood, Greenville's number one dealership and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a 
Thursday. Clip Rock here with you, Shirley Rhodes, Joey, Chandler, and ECU Hall of Famer Marcus Crandall joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. And Marcus, great to see you again. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, man. It feels like a Friday or something, doesn't it? I don't know. I kind of got that feeling too. A little pep in my step. I don't know why, but maybe maybe we got that same vibe going. It is Friday Eve. That it is. Coming up at 12 o'clock tonight, it'll be Friday. Chandler, I asked you a question, and it was a dumb question by me. Why didn't the Hornets pick up Terquavion Smith or draft him with all the picks they had? And the answer is because they're Say the the franchise's name again. Yeah, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. That's why. The Charlotte Hornets is the correct answer. He's going to end up being good. He's got 19 points today in uh, Philadelphia's game. They're playing against the Hawks right now in the summer league. Dude, and I mentioned this too off the air while it'll go to you, but does it feel like they usually go for the in-state teams, undrafted players? Because I feel like we've... The like Hornets we, we've had, on our G League and our Summer League team, I feel like we've had some Tar Heels. I feel like we've had some um, Wolfpack players in the past. Um, and maybe some other, maybe like a Campbell guy here and there. But uh, yeah, missed out on Terquavion Smith, the Farmville product, who's doing a really good job in Summer League right now. And this is not me looking at a Summer League box score and like overreacting. This is like, I, I saw him in college, saw him in high school. And I just think he's uh, the kind of guy that can make it in the NBA for a long time. Wasn't he looking to go last year and yeah. it didn't work out? And then he was able to come back to NC State, have a really good year, and now it's paying off. And uh, looking to try to make a roster spot for the 76ers, yeah. who is going to have a new coach, no Doc Rivers this year. That's right. Joey, you got anything? You like you had some? You got nothing. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, so, Baby T, Terquavion, uh, having another big game for Philadelphia. And Marcus, uh, not a ton going on in the sports world. So, got a little summer league on. Wimbledon has been on this week. We've been watching that during the day. Got and, to Atlanta Braves. Oh, man. Well, they are crew. Oh, by the way, let me address uh, J- Jamie real quick. He said, let's see, the Braves are in trouble. Teams rarely win the World Series when leading a number of wins at the All-Star break. Saying the Braves are in trouble is about the dumbest statement you can make right now in life, just in any any aspect. The Braves have 60 wins. I hear what you're saying, but to say they're in trouble is asinine, Jamie. And I'm going to ban you from the rest of this segment. You're not allowed to listen. I heard uh, somebody else say that yesterday. And I'm, who was it? I'm not going to name Tell drop. me who it was. I'm not going to name Say drop. names. I'm not gonna I want to know drop. who it was. I'm not going to name drop ridiculous he does he is the advertiser of this show hey, not anymore mm. I'm booting him off mm. get him off <laughs> uh, can't was... talk about clips team right what, uh, what are you thinking about the braves are not in trouble uh, i know that much for a fact they are absolutely dominant uh, now i have talked to fellow braves fans uh, about hey that's uh Let's not just win every game this regular season and then fail in the postseason. But hey, this has been a fun ride. Let's keep the ride going. Whatever. Best team in baseball right now. That they are. Guess what I enjoyed last night that I usually don't watch. In fact, I'm not a fan of this sport. But I was very interested in this game last night. I don't know it what was, was the, going on. It was the soccer game, the Gold Cup, and now oh, it stinks yeah. because the United States lost to Panama. But that was a very close game last night. They ended up going to extra time, and then Panama scored, USA scored. Like a and sudden death Did situation. it end in uh, penalty kicks? Uh, I'm not sure how it ended. I'm You're the pretty, soccer guy. Yeah, but like I said to you guys yesterday, it's not really that much of an importance so, because it's not the star players. It, that are it, it went to penalty kicks. And look, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like I know soccer. Yeah, it, it went, went to penalty, penalty kicks. kicks. They tied because they each missed one goal. All right. 
Um, then they went, I guess, to a sudden death, death, uh, and then Panama was able – United States missed a goal, and then Panama goes up there, scores a goal, it's over. There you go. Marcus, uh, any any soccer thoughts from you? Uh, No soccer. (laughs) (laughs) I thought so. Hockey draft just happened. We can talk about the hockey draft. Did you pay attention to that? NHL? No, I didn't. Got a note there. You, you, got, you got the NFL draft, man. That's that's probably the most, um, I guess. Like the only off-season thing you're paying attention yeah, to? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's, um, you know, they, they do a great job of, you know, marketing the, yeah. the draft, right? And the well, NFL does a good job of marketing the NFL. All that the right? other leagues is like a little uh, blurb across the bottom of the screen. Right. right. What rookie are you most excited for? In the NFL? Yeah, in the NFL. Who's that, Oh, Marcus? man. Uh, Bryce Young. Bryce Young. And, Good answer. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, because he's number one pick, and so uh, people are always talking about or have been already talking about his height and his weight and all of those things. And so uh, I'm, I'm just looking to see how he's going to perform, how he progresses throughout the year. Um, not sure. Again, we're not sure if he's going to start or not, but uh, if he does – uh, it's going to be pretty interesting for me. I, I think he's going to have to have a, a lot of help behind him in regards to, uh, you know, building up his confidence uh, week in, week out. And uh, just looking forward to him just being himself out there on the field and uh, displaying his talents that he has, right, and just believing in himself. How tall are you, Marcus? I'm 5'11 and three quarters. And three quarters. Make and sure you quarters. put that in there. Uh, not the tallest quarterback in the world. Did you ever hear anything about your height? Like, I did. Com- yeah. I did. Yeah. I mean, that was a big thing for me coming out of college and uh, a lot of other quarterbacks my my size. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's an art playing a quarterback position at, that, at this height and at his height. Uh, you got to find a way to find those throwing lanes and find the guys down the field, and especially when they're on the underneath routes, right? Because that's when it's hardest. And, um, you know, you get those big, tall linemen that you have, hopefully, uh, protecting you. And then you also have the big defensive linemen up front. And so you got you to gotta find a way to, to find those lanes and get the ball off and uh, make a successful play. All right. So on that note, what did you do? What did you coach uh, your quarterbacks to do? Is it like, does it, do the eyes come into play where maybe you, I don't know, you don't want to direct where it's going because those linemen can't hit it? Like, what did you do to kind of get around the, the height thing? It, it's, it's a lot of pre-snap reads, man. It's a lot of pre-snap, pre-snap reads and, um, you know, really getting that full photographic memory of that picture that you see before the snap. And uh, and then once the ball is snapped, it, like it, everything happens so fast. Yeah. But you get used to it, and you, and you try to uh, do it to the best of your ability as fast as you can. As I mentioned before, uh, when the ball is snapped, and so get a good picture of the moving parts as they develop. Who's the best sub six foot quarterback of all? Mm. Who are some of the best of all time? Yeah. <laughs> How tall is Elway? He wasn't the tallest guy, was he? Elway was six four, I believe. Good God, really? No way. Was he that tall? Um, Check it out. Obviously, Doug Flutie, but I don't know if he – but he was – I mean, Russell he, Wilson. Yeah. He's uh, sub – 5'10". Yeah. Uh, they got Elway at 6'3 up here. He probably was 6'4 one time. Uh, I didn't Drew look Brees. at him as a tall guy. Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not uh, a bad call. Michael Vick. Couple, yeah, was he, was he Vick. sub uh, six I, foot? I, I, yeah, I he's on say this he was list. sub. He's on this yeah. list. Yeah. Oh, you're looking at a list? Yeah, Who yeah. are some other names? Uh, Kyler, Kyler Murray. So, yeah, Kyler Murray. Now he's, they say he's knocking on the door. The number one here says – Frank Tarkenton. Fran. Oh, yes. Fran Tarkenton. Yeah, Fran. yeah back then, in the day. Yeah. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, uh, Sonny Jurgensen. Sonny. Uh, Len Dawson. Jurgensen. Len Dawson. Joe Theismann. Yeah. Mike Vick. I didn't know Sonny was short. I just know, and, and I never saw him play. I know him from being a Redskins radio announcer when I was a kid. And, um, 
but he apparently had like a beer belly playing quarterback and do you know have you seen him his videos or anything at all marcus no i haven't he would like he, he would throw the ball behind the back at practice and hit guys in stride like 30 yards down the field and do all this stuff um went to high school in wilmington and played college at duke and before going to washington uh but i didn't know he was a short guy but yeah uh, a lot of guys and now you see bryce young coming into the league uh you see shorter quarterbacks given a shot especially now uh, everything's more spread out more shotgun is a shotgun help uh it, it really does QB. it helps and it hurts um as we talked about before it hurts because you do have to take your eyes off the off the line of scrimmage and, and the which don't seem like anything point. but you say that split it, second makes a huge difference football is a game of inches and split seconds right and so within that split second man a lot can happen and which is why you need your uh, your center to to hit you where you almost don't have to. Uh, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's key to have a great center that puts the ball in the right spot uh, the majority of the time. And something that's going to help Bryce Young, I believe, in the in the league is something that a lot of the scouts said, and, and that's his pocket presence. You look yes. at his highlights at Alabama, I mean, he's short, but he's able to feel the pressure. He's able to create space, get out of the pocket, and find guys wide open. And I, I believe he had the highest football iq in the draft this year so between the pocket presence and just being a smart football player and like you said earlier getting those pre-snap reads down uh i mean i I don't see why he will not have a problem in the nfl yeah if he he tailors to his ability and um you know the main thing you see with young quarterbacks is that you know you you want to get to the one two three so to speak you want to get to that third read man but when you're a rookie Man, you get to that one two, especially when you have the ability like he like he has, right? You want to get to that one two, and then you got to make something happen, man. And uh, you got to mess with the defense um, a little bit that way in regards to getting them thinking uh, off kilter as far as man, is he going to run this play or is he going to throw it, sit back in the pocket, or what is he going to do, right? And then the play calling has to help out as well, right? You gotta you can't let the guy just sit back in the pocket the yeah. whole time. You gotta play to his ability with that as well. Yeah, and there's nothing more exciting than when your team's on defense and in my case Chase Young comes around the edge and just blindsides a quarterback, <laughs> ball pops out. Now flip it when your team's on offense, nothing is, more terrifying. Is it a is it a flip up in the air, catch and go? Uh, yeah, let's say scores, uh, he, he uh, hits it. Allen comes through, catches it, goes right in. <laughs> uh, now, on offense, nothing more terrifying than seeing your quarterback and a guy running right at his back. And not see, oh, and not, and see, and not feeling it. Aware look at all. out. That's what we call it. <laughs> look out. So, Marcus, is that a trait you pick up on? Like, the like feeling, the, like the presence? You really do. And uh, they, I got a funny story about that one in regards to uh, one of the guys that we had on, <laughs> on the show. Uh, we were playing I believe it was Illinois and uh, in Champaign. And um, I want to say it was Jarris McPhail. <laughs> I, I dropped back to pass. I think we were near the goal line. And um, he had missed a block, right, uh, which he rarely did. Uh, but he missed a block, and he was he yelled out, Marcy, watch out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he could do at and, that and point. I, and I kind of faintly heard it. Yeah. And I kind of moved towards, uh, away from him, I should say, away from the pressure, and uh, threw the ball and got rid of it before wow. it got hit, yeah. so to speak. And uh, Hey, well, if I'll you can't sure get the block, right. make sure you yell. You make, yell make, make sure you let him know, absolutely. Well, kind of like I, Simeon absolutely. Rice coming after you or but, Kevin Hardy. But probably. at the same time, I've had it happen to where no one said anything. 
<laughs> and but and you and you got hit or I you got and yeah. I got hit. Yes. Yeah. Well, next time I'm in Clinton and I see Jarris, I'll make sure I let him know about that. <laughs> uh, all he told us about was blocking Zach Thomas uh, in Miami. He he left that one out where he uh, he missed that one. But everybody has one. Oh man, no doubt. Yeah. That's uh, that's good stuff. Marcus Crandall joining us here inside the Pirate Radio Studios. A couple of things to uh, catch folks up on. All right, so we announced it earlier today. Chairman of the board will be playing at the Pirate Radio Football Kick off party it'll be at the state theater coming up thursday august 31st tickets available right now pr927fm.com for just ten dollars it'll be in the honor of the voice jeff charles 100 percent of the proceeds going to the jeff charles scholarship fund it is going to be a fun night thursday august 31st i'll be there surely be there chandler joey you gonna hang out with us at the if i'm invited oh yeah what are you talking about of course you are and uh marcus i'll be there yes sir we're gonna have a good time we're gonna introduce marcus the chairman of the board you've never seen him live right never seen him live man it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun show yeah looking forward to that coming up thursday august the 31st another uh note item from today we got uh, some portal news with ECU baseball, Marcus, Man. as wow. uh, ECU third baseman Alec Makarevich heading into the transfer portal will not be playing. And from folks uh, that I have talked to, this is uh, his decision. This is not like a, a mutual thing or a shove you out the door type of thing. From what I gather, uh, it is his decision. He wants to to move on somewhere else. And, uh, you know, you think he's got a good spot here, but can't get inside anybody's brain. So, uh, we wish him the best of luck. Seems like, uh, always been a nice dude, great guy. And, uh, love watching him play baseball, especially making those plays, uh, defensively over at third base, great defensive third baseman. Uh, but we will be missing AMAC number 99 next year. Yeah. I mean, definitely defensively, you're going to miss this guy because he was a vacuum at third base for East Carolina. And, uh, he had his, he had his spurts at the, at the plate as well from both the left and right side. And, uh, this is a veteran presence that you're going to have to feel. And who is that going to be? Can it be a local guy in Dixon Williams who went to DH Conley? Uh, we saw him some this year, but, uh, now it's time for Dixon Williams to kind of step up and, and take over uh, a position that uh, Alec Makarevich uh, played uh, played at for what three or four years for yeah. East Carolina. So this was very shocking to me today to hear that he was going to be entering the tra- transfer portal. I know he was trying to, I guess maybe try to hear his name maybe late in the draft or maybe get undrafted. That didn't work out, and now uh, he will be playing elsewhere in college baseball. So uh, shocking news out of the ECU baseball program today. But I believe there is a uh, bright future with Dixon Williams coming up. Yeah, that's that where he lands conference or school or anything like that yeah i couldn't too soon i guess yeah Yeah. like you go somewhere that like definitely has omaha chances if accepted yeah if accepted yeah could uh potentially because again like we are right there on the doorstep of it so there's not many more teams ahead of east carolina you could go to to think you're in a better situation to go to omaha so i don't know and then when you enter the portal there's no guarantee. Right. Right. And um, that doesn't mean you automatically find a landing that's spot. That's right. That's right. Or the spot where you think you're going to um, be placed. Like if he's thinking that. Yeah. In, in regards to. And we know that sometimes the players don't, which is why when we talked to Alex Flynn earlier, uh, well, a month or so ago, it was refreshing to hear him say, you know, uh, just because you go in doesn't mean you you land somewhere. He was very aware of that, and uh, you know, one of the many reasons he decided to stay here at ECU. Now, this is, I mean, looking at it today, we've seen people in the ECU baseball program, you know, decide to go into the transfer portal 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, we had Ryder Giles last year enter the transfer portal. Some people saw it, some people didn't. Um, we had Carter Cunningham go into to the portal, come back out of the portal, yeah. and come back had to East Carolina. Year. Is this the first time that East Carolina is kind of taken back from the transfer portal in its baseball program? When you look at Alec Makarevich, like, man, this stinks. State saw it last year with Tommy White. But, like, is this the first time that East Carolina's baseball program is like, man, yeah, there I, goes the guy of the transfer portal finally got us. Maybe, but I'm... And I, I'm not that guy, and I hate when I see it, that when somebody leaves, somebody somebody says, hey, we didn't want you anyway. You ain't no good. You I'm stink. not saying that. I know. You're uh, saying the opposite of that. Yeah. But I, what I'm going to say is, you know, he. it's not like he hit 350 and led the team in home runs or anything. Like, I think whoever goes in will do as good of a job, if not better. So I don't think it's a, a massive loss. It sucks not to have him around just because he's been a staple and – he's there every day and you can count on him but i think from a production standpoint maybe maybe it'll look even better over at third base next year and that's what i said earlier i think the future is bright at third base with a young guy in dixon williams who's very familiar with this uh with this area being at dh conley and being very familiar with this program he's already a year in and uh i think you'll see um, he's got a great bat and i think he's uh very good defensively over there at third base but i think he's going to have some uh big shoes to fill uh Two new corners in. next year yeah yeah that's right that's right josh morlin gone alec makarevich gone so uh going to be a different looking ec baseball program at third base next year all right, let's get a break in because we are going to chat with J.P. Heath, continue on our ECU opponent series, and we'll talk some Rice football as they have entered the AAC. And J.P. is the play-by-play voice of the Owls. We'll hook up with him and talk to him when we return on Pirate Radio Live after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. At the Appliances Superstore, they make buying appliances easy. It's just that simple. They have the largest selection of in-stock appliances in eastern North Carolina, which helps our customers save money every day. The Appliances Superstore offers a 12-month warranty on every appliance, plus they will deliver and set up your new appliances and remove your old ones. The Appliances Superstore, off Highway 264, behind the new DMV, or shop online at appliancesuperstore.com. Remember, we make buying appliances easy at the Appliances Superstore. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, stay tuned to the end of this interview uh, that we have upcoming. We will have our giveaway, so stay tuned for that. Your chance to be a winner here on Pirate Radio Live. We're going to continue on with our ecu football opponent preview today and uh marcus crandall ecu hall of famer joining me inside the pirate radio studios on september 30th it'll be east carolina making a trip to houston to take on the rice owls and jp heath is the voice of those owls and he joins us today here on pirate radio live jp we appreciate your time how you doing today Howdy, howdy. Uh, I'm doing very good. Very good. How are y'all? We're good. We're hot here in North Carolina. It's about the same there in Texas, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, we, we do the heat right. It's, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. Well, what better way to have it, JP? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Texas, North Carolina, we have a lot in common. Yes, yes, yes. Good food, right? Good and, yeah. and, and hot heat uh, in those two areas. All right, let's uh, let's get to know these Rice Owls uh, a little bit. JP, just for kind of first uh, an overview, the, how are the folks around there inside the program, the, the fan base, everybody um, accepting this move to the American? Is that, is that exciting news when that came out? Folks fired up to, uh, to be in a, a new league? Oh, yeah. Uh, no disrespect to our Conference USA friends, but I think exciting would be the biggest understatement of the last, what, 18 months or so, or a couple years since we knew this was coming. Um, I mean, it's, it's renewing, one, it, it twofold, obviously, the step up in competition, but going back to some of our more regional rivalries with uh, SMU, Tulane, Tulsa, uh, but with you guys still having that rivalry from when y'all left uh, to come to the AAC. There's, there's a lot, and, and me, starting out in rice baseball, I've got a lot of big memories uh, going against ECU in baseball, uh, in the past. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been so I'm trying to think of a good analogy, like something you look forward to, like you got that big Christmas day present. And while the games aren't here yet, we're officially members and it's exceeded those expectations. Like the, the Christmas present better than you thought it would be. They're, they're really, really sky high about everything going on. Rice Owls in the league, and we'll be facing the Pirates this year in conference play, uh, like we used to do it back in the old Conference USA days. Uh, JP, before we look at the now and ahead, let's look back. Uh, last season, uh, Rice uh, going five and eight overall, three and five in league play. And one thing I noticed, uh, JP, a lot of one-score games here, uh, games that could have gone your way against uh, FAU, who I know uh, is looking forward to a good year this year. Also, uh, Houston, who absolutely clobbered the Pirates last year uh, and it was a seven point game against them a lot of one score games that if those, if those go different you got a few here on the slate uh, could have been an eight win nine win season for you guys yeah uh, I mean you're, you're right but we also had a couple of close wins too I'm a big well and I do interviews like this and, and you're totally accurate pointing at that out uh, I'm an old Bill Parcells guy i'm a huge cowboys fan anytime y'all want to talk cowboys i don't know <laughs> bill parcells your record says you are and we were what our record said we were like yeah we had some close losses coulda shoulda woulda no excuses however you slice you dice it we also won a couple of close ones too so yeah you're right but at the same time it seems because there was that eight or nine win pinata out there that we just didn't smack. We took the big whiff, the pinata, <laughs> but like with the blind, we just came up so close in a couple other ones, and it, it left a, a to put it bluntly, it left a bit of a sour taste in our mouth because we lost our last four games of the year. So it's positive on a whole because we got back to a bowl game for the first time in what seven eight years. But at the same time, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much meat on that rib, like. Uh, to you get back to that food analogy, I'm a big old Texas boy. That, that we just had so much more meat on the bone that, that we didn't quite nibble at there. JP Heath joining us. JP, uh, my all-time favorite football players are Daryl Green. Um, <laughs> Uh, Art Monk, 
yeah you know sean taylor so uh that tells you the the team that i root for it has not been a really fun life because i um i was alive but missed out really uh able to savor the super bowls for washington in the late 80s early 90s so i've seen a ton of losses uh but i do have a lot of cowboys friends so i'm not gonna end the interview or anything but you guys can uh you can revisit this about the last game of the season (laughs) <laughs> yeah, could do the Sam Howe putting it up. So I am a Washington fan, but uh, and Marcus, you were an old uh, '90s Cowboys I, fan I was, back in the day, I right? I was a huge Cowboy fan too, JP. So, uh, but just recently here, we can get along, right? We'll be all right. <laughs> I, I think so. I won't hold it against you. You won't hold it against me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and and no, I do like that. The record says uh, what you are, and uh, and not the number of wins that Al's fans wanted. So let's talk about the kind of bridge the gap from last year to this year, JP how many key returners you looking at uh how about the newcomers losses uh what does it look like from last season to what you'll see in september this year well um how much time we have let's see <laughs> uh, the last week it's been like that what's the gift? i mean sure there are a couple of gifts around where you just kick right in the crotch you know uh bradley rosner who was top five in the nation in yards per catch he went in the portal um and they lost, they got word that for a medical retirement, Cedric Patterson, said Patterson, he, he's not coming here. So there's a, a deep threat in Rosner can kind of take the, the lid off. And there's Patterson who could go outside, but he's kind of a slot guy. Had some big games in the past. So when you're losing two of your top three receivers, ooh, going right into media day and then camp in a couple weeks, man, that's a punch in the gut. The, the, but the other side of that is the biggest addition in Rice football history, bam, is uh, JT Daniels at quarterback. And uh, probably up in y'all's neck of the woods, you're familiar with uh, West Virginia from last year. He's yeah. coming in, former top. I mean, I don't have to tell you his life story. Most people know him. But having a guy like that that can make other guys better, I cannot friggin' wait to see what he can do, even though he doesn't have a couple of top receivers. They've got a a lot of young guys that are untested. That'll be a big key early for me. But uh, they didn't lose much on the defense, but they've got some good talent in the defensive line. I won't bore you with all the names, but Josh Piercy, Lettuce and Sacks, the TFLs, uh, Blake Banish, big old country kid from south of Houston, uh, and Debraylin Carroll, Dallas ISD kid, uh, state state. Uh, in the upper echelon of the state rankings when he came out of high school. He had an ACL injury, but he's coming back full speed now after a year suffering from that. So uh, they got to get something going on the line, too. Uh, and they've got to have one back that they know that they can, can count on, too. But, but losing, like I said, two of those receivers, but having Daniels and solid tight ends coming back, hopefully that'll kind of bridge the gap from the departures of Roger and, and Patterson. Marcus, how about these numbers for JT Daniels? Uh, in high school, passed for over 12,000 yards, 152 touchdowns. They let you throw that much in high school? No. <laughs> uh, I probably threw the ball in high school. The maximum number um, attempts in a game was probably like 15. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> tough to get that number of TDs. Uh, since then, he has been at USC, Georgia, West Virginia, and now Rice. And you get a veteran quarterback. You got some accolades there. Uh, so I know the folks and are. It was a, I want to say, a five star. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah big time. Star. Number one guy, I think, yeah. coming out uh, in high school. And uh, you just kind of wonder uh, what that's going to be like, uh, JP. But you, you got to be excited about the prospects of having him uh, slinging it around this year. 
Yeah, because I'm not going to tell y'all something you, I mean, you don't know already, but having that guy that can make other guys better, like we haven't had, we've had really solid quarterbacks, but uh, one stat, um, I'm trying to get the numbers straight in the year. Oh, yeah, okay, I found it here. They've had, this will be the 14th different starting quarterback they've had since mm. 2017. So I know wow. numbers mm. don't always translate to our audio business, but think of that. That is, uh, yeah. And yeah, the 14th starting quarterback in what will this will be the sixth full season since, yeah, seventh wow. season. So they haven't had a guy that can really go. I got a buddy of mine that we do a lot of podcast stuff with. He, he is, he's got all the full stuff. Like they haven't had a guy that started more than four consecutive games in that time either. So having a guy mm. that can go a full 12, 13, hopefully 14 games, we have a foreign concept since I, I, when I first started, Rice won a conference title back in 2013. They had a guy like the great teams y'all have had. You got a dude. You got a dude in the studio. You know, you <laughs> dude, and Rice has that dude. So let let's see if he can make those guys around him better. Marcus, it doesn't matter the level or you know if you're in high school, ECU, the CFL, wherever the college you're coaching at uh, that last year. If you don't have that continuity, like it don't matter how good you, that's gotta it's gotta mess you up, right? It, it really does. I mean, it's um, it, it's hard. I should say it makes it football is hard enough right. uh, to put teams together because there's so many players have to come together at one particular time to uh, make uh, make things work, and uh, and when you're always consistently changing that that uh, that key component, yeah. to an offense, uh, it does make it very difficult. Uh, looking at the non-conference schedule, East Carolina will open up uh, at Michigan, and Rice says, "You know what? We'll, we'll play a, a dandy of a, an opener as well. How about at Texas uh, to open up oh, their yes. season? They'll follow that up with Houston coming to town. That should be a fun one coming up uh, on a Saturday night. But how about the uh, the non-conference slate? See UConn and Texas Southern also on this schedule. How about the schedule this year for you, JP?" Yeah, a lot of local flavor, regional flavor, obviously. I don't don't want to uh, assume any education, but regionally it's a big deal. Rice plays Texas, a big John F. Kennedy speech. Why does Rice play Texas? We do things because they're hard. That's always a thrill uh, going in. I I call it kind of disparagingly. If I'm being honest, uh, the state school in Austin, you know, we got a a Rice private school going into those little state schools. No. I say jokingly, <laughs> anytime the, the little guys rise for the big guys, Texas, I'll tell you right now, folks, I've got my winning call already teed up. Like, All right. Get right. that off. Uh, but playing Houston going up to the Big 12 now, Cougars are expected to be a little bit down. It would be nice to get a, a W from them. Uh, Texas Southern, local school, always like playing them. And uh, then UConn, obviously UConn has been – at the at the bottom of the FBS, but with what they with Coach Moore has done recently, you know they're uh, towards the top of uh, kind of the middle pack of the top of those um, uh, mid majors, so to speak, FBS schools. So uh, that'll be a home game for us, and then we just get rip roaring. I think yeah, it's the next week, right? Against you guys, yeah, um, yeah. The week after we play off, we uh, host UConn. So a little mix of everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're going to have a, a tough non conference slate there. Yeah, so again, JP, going back to last year, you guys uh, hovered around that 500 mark uh, throughout the year. And then, um, man, it seemed like the wheels fell off at the end of the season, right? Um, can you pinpoint what what happened at the end of the season for you guys to go on that, I want to say, a three- to four-game skid? And uh, how is that going to affect you guys going into Texas this year? I, I think, in a whole, it, it's 
again, it goes back to that, that first part. Hey, you are what you are. Uh, they had some injuries. Hey, boo-hoo. Oh, yeah, Crimey River, right? Everybody has injuries. Uh, but their run defense uh, really hurt. In the uh, bowl game against Southern Miss, Frank Gore Jr. had the most rushing yards ever for a back in a bowl game. So that, that kind of summed up what kind of the last half of the season was where they just gave up too many yards. And it, it wasn't like they're beating them outside or it was just straight up the gut. Um, so they had the blowouts mixed in there against Western Kentucky and UTSA towards the end, but – Again, also, the, the Charlotte game really was kind of that, to go back to that pinata uh, metaphor. It, it took the wind out of our sails because Rice, I think, was a 17, 20-point favorite. They lose by about that much. So they've, uh, they've got to stop the run better. And I think having guys back and be more consistent at the quarterback position, which we already went in depth gushing about JT Daniels, that'll – That'll help him a lot. And, and Daniels, 0-2 against Texas in his, uh, his hmm. time with uh, Georgia and um, West Virginia. So maybe he can uh, flip the script. It'd be nice to, to beat them Longhorns in the first. And they've, they've got to run the ball also a lot better. Mike Bloomgren has an on. Marcus Tuiasasopo, the old oh, yeah. Washington star, uh, he's the OC. And, and they're forming, they're stretching things deep a little bit. That's what I'm going to see with Rajnick on, how that affects things. Uh, but having Tui, we call him, with JT Daniels, how does that mix with having a guy that can uh, really operate his offense? But they, that starts at uh, the Football 101. That starts with running the ball. they got a guy named Juma Odobiano, six-year guy. Uh, Dean Connors, uh, who had some flashes last year but didn't see extensive time in the backfield. Uh, so that'll be my key. The, the stop in the run, and they've got to run the ball more. J.P. Heath, play-by-play voice of the Rice Owls, joining us. J.P., a couple more before we let you go. If uh, you look at the odds, and it it seems like there's kind of a big four at the top of the AAC this preseason pick to win it, the defending champion Tulane with the magical year they had last year. Also, SMU, Memphis, and newcomer UTSA. And, you know, I kept an eye on the, uh, the Roadrunners last year being in the top 25 the season they had. I think they can come in here and, and win it year one. How about you? Uh, what, what kind of team uh, do they have there in San Antonio, and do they have enough to, to win it their first year in the league? Yes. Quick answer, yes. I, I You're going to catch me lying here. I'll lie to you and say whoever is picked as a preseason favorite, that's who I voted for. I think I picked – no, no, no. I, got, I remember now. I picked Tulane, <laughs> and then I had, I had UTSA right behind them. Yeah. Uh, UTSA is big. They're mean. They're fast. Like he lo- and Jeff Trailer, and and I'm not breaking any new news that Texas football is fertile recruiting ground. But man, he he can coach. He signed a three million dollar deal. I forget the terms of it, but he is a leader of men. He's deeply entrenched in Texas high school football. And Frank Harris. Uh, I didn't. I guess they released that next week. We go to media there next couple weeks. But Frank Harris, a quarterback, is really, really good. They they just lost Franklin, their stud receiver, to Ole Miss. Another one of the portal portal guys that affects everybody. But they'll be they'll be fine. They got Frank Harris back there at quarterback. Um, but he, they're really been a really deep, solid defense. They turned out some NFL guys on the defensive line. But yeah, that I, I picked Tulane just because hey, they deserve that respect. Uh, but I don't know any of the too deep, too deep. I read the football preview, right. but uh, UTSA, really, really, really good program. 
JP, I'll wrap it up here. Uh, is this a six-plus win team? Uh, when you look at it on paper, do you think Rice can win uh, enough to get to a bowl? What kind of year are you expecting this year for the Owls overall? Are you bugging my phone? Do you know what I talk with about with everybody, me and my buddies? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think so. I think so because uh, we mentioned the non-conference slate. you got to win one against in the first two so it'd be nice to go one and one against tsu so you're going into conference play at south florida with a winning record um but i think i read a note that rice is favored in nine of its 12 of its uh regular season game Man. um so yeah i'll say it and that's the expectation um our athletic director joe Callgard is leaving in a couple of weeks but reciting a line of his and, and coach bloomberg he said the expectation is to uh, in the long run, compete for conference championships, but be a consistent bowl team. So I think now that they've got that little bit of that taste, uh, moving on for the next year, uh, definitely think that's the that's the expectation, and uh, they have a little bit to say with it on the field. So I uh, can't wait come come September. JP, uh, I'd like to just have you on to talk sports. You're a very entertaining, energetic guy. I don't know how much Cowboys talk I could stand, but uh, you guys I, can go back and forth. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do enjoy uh, just talking to you. You're uh, <laughs> very energetic, man. I had a lot of fun talking with you today. No, I appreciate y'all. Uh, Cowboys and uh, Washington game week or week. Let's do it. We can have, <laughs> we, we can pick it up because I get. My wife is in the other room. She can hear me yelling across the house. She, she can testify. I get way, way too in uh, to my Cowboys. But I am so negative. I'm a positive in life guy, but negative with my sports teams. I just... Anyway, that's a whole I can story. totally relate. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you're saying right now. Oh well, hopefully for you two, that um, the last game of the season this year is a meaningful one. Yeah, I would love that. You guys are in the playoff hunt or yeah. already in or whatever, battling for the number one spot. And we got another Thanksgiving date this year, yeah, too, I believe. Go. So uh, yeah. that'll be fun. Back, yeah. JP, we'll, uh, we'll certainly get you on a week of the Rice game and talk more Owls football with you. We appreciate you joining us and uh, had a blast, man. Have a good rest of your summer, and we'll catch up with you again in the fall. Yeah, for sure. Thank you all so much. Have a good one. All righty. There he is, JP Heath. And uh, – Good old, good old Texas boy, Marcus. He was an entertaining guy. Yeah, I love the energy, man. Yeah. Love it. And I bet he is wild uh, during a, a Cowboys football game. Yeah, I can no imagine. Doubt. And once again, we do these uh, these chats, and everybody's talking up their side, of course. But now I'm worried about Rice after that conversation. <laughs> like, JT Daniels well, throwing it all over the place. Well, he said their preseason pick to win nine out of the twelve that so they would be favored in nine favorite, games. Favorite yeah, in nine games. So you got. Texas is a loss. Yeah. Probably Houston. Houston. And then UTSA. UTSA, yes. So they're saying they're going to beat the Pirates. That is... uh, That's the word on the street. That's Hey, look, go tell Mike (laughs) Houston what they're saying, Marcus. All right. Let's poster it up. Exactly. Uh, We got to take a break, and we got to make you a winner. Right now on the uh, Pirate Radio Live Line, Shirley, what are we giving away today? Give it away, give it away, give it away now. A $10 gift card to Familia. All right, Familia is on the line. We will make you a winner and what call are you looking for, by the way? I'm going to go with Lucky 7. Caller 7, 317-1250. We're back with more Marcus Crandall after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? If you Are you interested in Botox or filler? Well, give the contact licensed professionals at Beauty Bar, Medispa, and Red Banks uh, Road in Greenville a call. They offer free consultations. The number is 752-1406, or you can go online at beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. And congratulations to Tyler Russell of Greenville. Picked up a $10 gift card to Familia. Familia is your place for great Italian food. Whether it's great New York-style pizzas, homemade meatballs, lasagna, chicken parm, or the delicious homemade desserts, Familia is a winning play every time. For dine-in or takeout, make Familia your go-to play when you have a hungry team. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Last night after trivia, I went home, Marcus, and was just kind of thinking and put those thoughts into a tweet that... I missed Last Chance You. Did you ever watch Last Chance You? I didn't watch that. You never saw it? I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. It was, and I kind of put the timeline out there. So growing up as a kid, my bridge to football season was NFL Yearbook, which used to air on afternoons on ESPN. And I would either be hanging out with friends or working with my dad. And if I saw the Redskins, remember you had to turn to that channel that like scrolled through and showed what was coming up on TV. Right. <laughs> like yeah. if I ever saw the Redskins were uh, were going to be on that day, I'd record it, and I'd even record the other ones because it would it was just a, a recap of the previous season, and it always made you feel like your team was about to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I loved NFL Yearbook. Watched it all summer. Every team, it was so good. And then came Hard Knocks, which is uh, still around, which we haven't even talked about it. Uh, the Jets will be featured on hard knocks this year uh but that was a, a nice bridge which that starts uh it's got to start soon i would think yeah, because they yeah they they do like one week of training camp and then i think the second episode is like the first preseason game or something yeah. like that um and that is still around but it's kind of repetitive run its course a little bit and then after that uh well, well that'll be an interesting one though i you think know, so too rod there and, yeah and uh <laughs> i wonder how much he's gonna be on camera zach wilson is kind of you know what he's got going on and their coach is uh seems like a a pretty energetic guy i don't know how entertaining he is but sauce garden you got some guys there it'll be interesting yeah um and then last chance you came out about six seven years ago whatever it was now and uh and i really enjoyed that it was a behind the scenes look at uh, juco power in uh mm. in college football uh which was uh was was really interesting and uh i don't know i just need something new to bridge the gap to football season and joey our intern suggested quarterback on netflix have you heard about this man no, this I is no, I eight haven't. episode docu-series from nfl films and omaha production so you know it's going to be quality mm-hmm. uh it follows patrick mahomes kirk cousins and marcus mariota through last season so the they had cameras there all last season following them off the scenes uh, or off the field and behind the scenes and everything okay um and let's see peyton manning 
said, look, we've seen quarterbacks mic'd up for a game. We've certainly seen training camp, but we've never followed a quarterback throughout the entire season to see what he does Sunday night after a big win, after a brutal loss on the last second field goal, what they do Mondays and Tuesdays. So this will be uh, a look at that. So I don't know. Maybe I'll give this one a shot and uh, and then see if it entertains me enough. But Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes, and Marcus Mariota featured on this uh, new Netflix show. Netflix. And I thought about you, like – when you're playing, like, how much access did the media have during your pro career when you're up in Canada? Were y'all? You know it was. Um, I think Jimmy Johnson kind of started that whole media into the locker room and all those kind of things. Okay. But, uh, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? And um, you know, it, it wasn't a whole lot of access as far as following us around, but they they were able to come in and, and do some things. Uh, they started micing us up for games. Okay. Um, sparingly, different players. Um, Are you? I, I think it was more of like one person on offense, one person on defense right. type, type of deal. Now I think they have multiple people mic'd up uh, throughout the game, but uh, it's definitely evolved. Uh, it, it's good to see. It's good content for the for the fans to kind of get them into the game in a different way. But uh, you seem like the type of guy that doesn't mind cameras and mics not being around. You don't. I, you don't seem like the spotlight kind of guy. Yeah, I don't mind. And I bet I coaches like, like it that way too, right? Where if yeah. they're not around, so yeah, I wonder how much these co- and and now what do you just say if you're a head coach that it's just part of the job because they can't like cameras and mics being around while, while you got your playbooks out and all this stuff right it's that paranoia of yeah. being a coach man and a football player right you got those things you got those cameras in, involved and, and you're like oh man i don't want you to see our playbook i wanted you to see our game plan for this week yeah. you might uh you might know the head coach on the other team very well and all you know all those things come into play but uh they definitely don't like it uh but again like you you said it's part of the process it's part of the part of the game it now. feels like it is yeah, yeah it's just one of them things you got to deal with all right um i believe we're a break off so uh chandler we're gonna have to do our thing we're gonna have to run down the uh the uh, the great advertisers here at pirate radio and tell you why you should support their businesses I love like this. they support us all right brenna wood brown and wood it seems like that is the uh common theme for this segment i uh, need a ride People need a car. Yeah, go to Brown and Wood. You need a car, Brown and Wood. Budweiser. The king of beers. King of beers. So, I mean, it's not the queen. It's not the jack. It's not the fool. It's the king of it's beers. It's not the jester. It is the king of beers. Serta Pro. Uh, I need my wall painted. Yeah. I don't want to do it, though, because I suck at painting. Right. You know who, you know who doesn't suck at painting? Serta Pro. Why is that? Because they're pros. It's in the name. Serta Pro. Country Mark. I need wow. a cheese biscuit. I need, I need a gas. Dog. I need a I sausage, need a sausage dog. dog. Where I need can my I get fat that? back. Fat back. I have a boat. It's the summertime. I have a boat and it needs gas. Where can I get gas for my boat? Country Mart. Great gas. Great food. Uh, don't eat the gas and don't put the food in your gas tank. 360 golf carts. I need a golf cart for the beach. I need a golf cart riding around. My parents are old and they need a golf cart to go around the neighborhood to see their neighbors. I don't want to hear that from you. I want to hear that from an ECU Hall of Famer. Uh, I just need a golf cart on the golf course. (laughs) And he's the spokesperson for 360 golf course. Exactly. Uh, Villa Verde. Oh, Jay Jay is, well, first of all, Jay is one of the nicest guys ever. Hands down. Hands down, one of the nicest guys ever. And they have awesome Dominican cuisines at Villa Verde. Authentic. If you want something different, if you want something from your original diet, you want to go and get something very good, something uh, something unique, Villa Verde. Uh, integrity Home Mortgage. Uh, I need a mortgage on my home. I need, <laughs> uh, 
Home okay. loan. I need a home loan. Would you like that from people that have no integrity? No. Uh, well, you, you know, just... do you know someone that has integrity? Oh, I do. They're both. Uh, it's uh, Talbert Green and Braxton Green. Also, Joanna Weir. Um, Arcport Labs. Arcport Labs. Man, back when I had back during COVID, yeah, and I needed like a test, and and it was fast. You remember how fast it was at Arcport Labs? Yeah. And I just took a DNA test. Turns out. I'm 100%. <laughs> uh, anything else, Charlie? That's it. All right. Well, we're wrapping right. it up. That's awesome. Marcus, uh, thanks for hanging out, man. Always fun talking football. Uh, I put it to you like this. No football on tonight, NFL-wise. No football next Thursday. No football the Thursday after that. But the Thursday after that, Hall of Fame game will be Hall on. Hall of Fame game. Just three more Thursdays without football, and then there'll be football on TV until february oh that's how close we are man we are close man it's getting there getting blink there. of an eye yes sir well maybe a few blinks <laughs> a couple <laughs> blinks maybe close your eyes for a little bit uh enjoyed it man we'll uh, catch up with you again next week yep great job everyone marcus crandall ecu hall of famer joining us thanks to jp heath as well awesome to talk to ken knox in the first hour from chairman of the board they'll be playing at the pirate Radio football kickoff party also jeff nadu our buddy brian medor as well we'll see you friday three o'clock on pirate radio live jeff charles take us home have a great night eastern carolina thanks for listening to pirate radio live an exclusive presentation of the voice of the pirate nation